Leaving a Legacy is brought to you by HipstersOfTheCoast.com and can be found on the Top Deck app every Friday. You can support the show directly at Patreon.com slash Leaving a Legacy. Magic is power. Jerry, you fucking nerd. Wait, is this, is this, is this, hold on. Is this picture supposed to be you? The guy with the rocker burns and the, <laughs> yep. the, 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 the space pirate eye patch? It is. That's fine. That's fine. Jerry, is this, is this what you're using all your newfound time for? No, I've had that for a while. Now that you've passed your exam. Oh, yeah. Congratulations, man. That's outstanding. Ah, thanks. Appreciate it. Jerry, you need to do something more productive than make these videos, though, with all your free time. You can't do that. No, I paid for that to be made. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Then you need to find better. Oh, man. All my buddies who have money in the stock market right now have lost, like, thousands upon when, thousands when is it going to be the time to buy are we talking like months out or weeks out uh i want to say probably months like if this is okay. going to be a real thing it's going to keep going down over the next month it's going to bottom out for a few months and then we'll slowly start trickling back up again um i made the mistake i thought this was just gonna be a short-term thing so i bought back in with about half my cash and on the dead cat bounce and i, I got, got screwed. you yeah this is this yeah, is definitely but like but momentarily though right like yeah i mean i lost i lost 15 grand last week on the market Oof! oh the first dead cat bounce yeah i i bought back in on the first dead cat bounce oh dead, yeah can rough. you explain a dead cat hold on uh can you explain a dead cat bounce so dead cat bounce is when the market takes a huge like drop and then everyone's like oh man that was terrible but look how cheap these prices are and everyone buys back in so the market starts going back up a little bit and then people freak out again all the all like the boomers look at their accounts realize how much their accounts have dropped uh freak out and then they panic sell because they're late to the game and then the market keeps dropping so a dead cat bounce is when people get suckered into buying back into the market before it's uh, finished falling. It's also called gotcha. like ke- catching catching a knife. Catching. Yeah, I was about to say the knife is better. Ke- yeah, ke- well, ke- I think dead, cat, dead cat bounce is for companies that are failing, where you start to see an individual company's stock completely crash because of their business conditions, and then it will start to recover for a little bit. And you're right, all right, the worst is over, but it's still a shitty company. You just bought it cheap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ca- catching a falling knife is like is it never bounces back up. It's just you you try and catch it at the bottom and it keeps going. Like it goes like you put your palm out and the knife just goes through your hand. A dead cat bounces. It it hits the ground. It starts going back up like it's bouncing and then it falls even further. Right, but why would a dead cat fall even further? It's just to turn a phrase. That's what I'm saying. I like the knife better because it, it makes more sense. <laughs> well, it, I mean, they're they're similar. It's just a knife. It means catching a falling knife implies it never went back up. It just kept falling. Dead cat bounce means it went back up and then fell more. Well, eventually. No, I know. I'm saying I, I like the metaphor more. That's all. Yeah. 
Eventually, you pick the knife up, Jerry, and wash it. You just don't throw it away like like you throw away fucking cast iron, you know? And you know what? Because people are washing those knives and not buying new ones, our economy's falling apart. Pat, how do you feel about that's, that? That's not how an economy works. <laughs> yeah. It does. It's not just based on fucking buying shit you don't need. Listen, which one of us here is... If that's what your economy's based on, <laughs> then this whole fucking system needs to come crumbling down. Listen here. Which one of us here passed the national exam uh, certifying their financial planning prowess, Pat? Which one of us here has enough beans to last through the apocalypse? That's that's for real, Jerry. That's all that that's all that matters Jerry, in this time. Oh, yeah. In this time of of in these trying times, or how much how many beans and bullets have you stocked up on, my friend? Jerry was shit talking everybody Truth. buying groceries, just saying, "No, I'll just get Chinese food delivery." Yeah, I wasn't. Don't just get my Grubhub. Guys. I wasn't shit talking. I was just trolling you guys. I I went grocery shopping and I stocked up on stuff. Actually, my dad just, I keep telling my dad I'm fine, and he keeps driving over and dropping more groceries off at my apartment. I'm like, I don't have any more because room, Because he dad. sees your Dak Nalar videos, and he's getting worried. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, well, no, I told my parents I had a chest cold, and now they think I'm dying. Oh, how much, how much does it suck to be an out-of-shape person when they're like, all right, so the symptoms are feeling tired, and shortness of breath, and you're like, motherfucker, that's me when I walk up a flight of stairs. Like, am I dying, or am I just out of shape? Right. Why do you think I've been on this crazy health kick for the last month and a half, dude? Well, they're saying... It's not... It's not... Pat, they're saying you gotta shave your beard, too. You can't... You can't... Wait. Oh, I shaved my beard off. I shaved it off, like, three or four weeks. Wait, why do we need to shave our beard? Because it holds the, the virus more. Yeah. yeah, and also it's hard. For, it's hard to get a good seal around your face with the, like a mask seal around your face if you have a beard. I shaved it off weeks ago. If I die, I die. Whoa. Yeah, I, I'm not kidding, man. I've been prepping, bro, dude. I've been fucking prepping. Nice. Yeah. All right, we're ready to get into this. I feel like we got a lot of pre-show, so Justin can edit it however he wants. Hopefully, get some sick burns on Jerry in there. <laughs> Perfect. How do we? Uh, how do you start? Uh, I just, just do clap? an intro. No, no, I just do an intro. No, Justin lines it up. He's a wizard. We don't do any of that stuff. We just fucking cool. go. It's like uh, it's, uh, you ever play like double dutch? You just kind of like like bounce, 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 hop in. That's sort of what we do. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I'm not from one of these all white towns. I don't know these <laughs> games. Whoa, 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 whoa! No, double dutch is like that's like a classic hood game, man. Yeah, you ever see that's like- a? I'm pretty sure that's like a, a few German kids. Like no, it's bro. It's bro. the jump rope. The hood. If you go to the hood, double dutch is legit. Uh, those, to those be fair, Pat, have... I don't think people have been doing double dutch since the nineties. Yeah, Pat's Pat's I mean, experience. Listen, with I, that's the why hood I grew up. Like so what, can, what do you Spike want from me? <laughs> Fresh Prince of that, <laughs> you are not wrong. The Fresh Prince of Bel Air opening uh, credits. <laughs> it was in the Wire intro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh we've gone off the rails and i love it uh all right let's go uh uh what's everyone oh, let's try that again <laughs> <laughs> hello everyone welcome to another episode of leaving a legacy my name is patrick i'm your legacy newbie and coronavirus survivor so far uh uh, with me this week, as always, Mr. Jerry Me. What's up, Jerry? Oh, not much, Pat. You know, I've just been watching a lot of sitcoms, and it's kind of sad. You can really tell when a show's jumped the shark when they start doing crossover episodes and, you know, bringing in <laughs> characters from other TV shows. Like, <laughs> you just tell they're on a downward slope. Well, yeah, you know, they've just kind of run out of ideas, right? Yeah, yeah, like completely out of ideas. No, do you, no, no. Do you know material. the etymology of the of the phrase jump the shark, where it came from? Yeah, from Happy Days when Fonzie yes. literally jumps the shark on a pair yes. of jump skis. 
yep. or jet skis, not jump skis. <laughs> was it on a jet ski? I thought it was on like uh, water skis. <laughs> yeah, water skis. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we got we got some we got this is going to be a good episode. All right. We've had like uh, like 10, 15 minutes of pre-show already. It's been <laughs> probably better than the last 30 episodes we've done. So like since so, previous to this, which is pretty sweet. Yeah. Why we got do we got guests this week, Pat? We do have guests this week. Uh, yeah, we we got uh, Tom and Ian on from the uh, from the Dead Format. What's up, boys? Oh, crossover episode! I was just telling Pat how much I love crossover episodes. The, the... <laughs> this is the first, right? Yeah, first ever. We did like we did like the reserve list episode, but that wasn't a full crossover because it was like a try try crossover because we had Nate on. Uh, that was goddamn war. I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> it was a war. <laughs> yeah. It was, yeah. <laughs> Fighting in the trenches. Actually, it's a good time for that discussion again. We got Ben Blindway's weighing in. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to talk about that fuckboy and his tweet. Uh, <laughs> that was some absolute garbage bullshit. I don't do clickbait. Get the fuck out of here. That no, it's not. It's not clickbait because clickbait <laughs> is free and you have to click through for the <laughs> ad. You had to fucking he sign pay, up to pay for, for that shit. So... So I still have one of the first SCGs I went to. They used to give out in their little like deck boxes the the good for one month of free premium cards. I still have that uh, unredeemed, and it sits on my desk just because I would never pay a fucking cent for. Oh, that's that's back when SCG wow. premium used to be good when you could get it for free when you went to the events. I actually used to really enjoy reading those articles. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I don't listen. I don't need to read about magic because you can just get fucking figure. You can intuit it all for free. I don't want to read. Uh, yeah, most magic articles aren't worth like aren't worth the click it takes to get to them. You know what I mean? Amen. So many of them are so phoned in and just just regurgitated like uh, just just like the the same shit you learn like from like your grinder at an F and M. You can learn from why most of these articles. why are you calling out our podcast? Why? Why are we only on for like five minutes because, before you're? Because there's no there's no legacy gr- there's no legacy grinders anymore, so they have to get it from someone. That's you guys now. <laughs> you guys, you guys are the spiky F and M grinder at the store that you can talk to about legacy. That doesn't exist anywhere else. I will say, like nothing against articles, but I will say the majority of like the best magic content is just on like Reddit and Discords and Facebook groups. Like, I feel that's it, where you can actually like get it's more fragmented than it used to be. Yeah. And it, so like other people will say it's like, well, you don't really get any vetting. Anyone can post there. So like you could be taking some some dummies advice. And to that, I just say is like, well, anyone can really write an article like most 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 authors don't get paid at all. And websites are just happy to post. whatever Can, they can, can we get. talk about the channel Fireball author author? That was writing all of like the psychology of esports articles, claiming that he had all these degrees that like, just got oh. fucking roasted <laughs> on Twitter for being basically a fraud. Wait, oh, that's the I best. totally missed oh, this Jesus. entire thing. What happened? So there oh my was, God. I, and I, I'm not going to look up the the author's name, but there was an author who was writing for Channel Fireball for like a good year, paid articles on like the uh, the thought process and preparation and all of these like psychological improvements you can make to your game and he was like marketing himself as a psychologist with advanced degrees and like working with esports teams and he got signed up to work with a group of scg grinders that like researched his credentials and basically found out that he was a fraud wow yes, Jonathan, that's, right? that was the person yeah 
Yeah, he has a... He was on, like, the game podcast. Yeah, he has a... Let's see. He's on his website, which is willjonathan.org. He's got a picture of him looking like a real fucking asshole on it. And then he's got <laughs> All a right. Magic the Gathering course, an eSports course, Wait, and Wait, that, that was Head Games guy? So, Oh, Jesus. I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> this is this is more impactful than the coronavirus. Yeah. So, so, this is... <laughs> <laughs> so wait, what, it it like, costs you $29 to take his 126 lessons of... Men- mastering the mental game of Magic the Gathering. That- and honestly, he would have got away with it if he hadn't assigned those kids some homework. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so wait, like, what, what, like, did he just not have any degrees? Did he not, like, like, how, I want to know on what scale, like, did he embellish his resume or did he, like, full on pull a uh, catch me It was, me it was like community, it was like community yeah. college. Like, he had, like, an associates or something. All right. In some other oh, thing, I, right? I, I mean, maybe it was like you know, associates in liberal arts, and just sort of made it, made it work. I think he was like, a, he was like a grifter from a Will Ferrell. Movie. <laughs> okay, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, this, so I'm looking at this uh, Abe Corrigan thread from February 19th, and it says. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Will Jonathan uh, briefly worked briefly as a sports psychologist for my team, uh, and being naturally skeptical, uh, let's see what it says. <laughs> being naturally skeptical, my friend and I researched his qualifications on suspicions we had about his legitimacy. We failed to find any evidence to confirm the degrees and psychology qualifications he claims to have. Uh, blah blah blah. He feels obligated to sh- to share the information. Uh, it's just it's just really funny. It's just like. How many how, how many people have we elevated to being people uh, of you know in positions to bestow knowledge upon us that are actually just fucking fakes? Like we all know that like uh, what is that bias that like you everyone feels they're not qualified for the positions that they have? Like I feel like magic just props up so many of those people. Uh, is it's, that it's like in, it's imposter syndrome? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> like and we we all like I, I mean I definitely know that I suffer from imposter imposter syndrome like no one should take my thoughts on this game seriously whatsoever but like we also elevate those of us we also elevate people you know among us who are just just straight up fake people uh i've been thinking about that a lot honestly with like the virus going around right now Mm -hmm. like who people are willing to listen to and take the advice of versus who they're not yeah even like when people who aren't necessarily credentialed are making great points or appealing to the uh the data better Mm mm-hmm it's just it's really interesting, man, how people will see a degree next to somebody's name and immediately just take that as okay, whatever this person's saying is just, you know, right uh verbatim or yeah. whatever. Yeah, I, I think like I also think that's pro- that's pa- part of the problem with the internet too. It's like it's it's leveled off uh like the authority figures that we have in our lives. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of Yes, exactly. It's given all these people like equal credence, or at least equal qualifications because they can all be heard equally loudly on the internet. And it and you know, before you would need like a running track record of being a qualified person to say like have a an article in a newspaper or be, you know, interviewed on the news or on or a radio. Be president show or of the United States. And now like Oh sorry. <laughs> yeah, now, sorry. Any asshole, I'm sorry. Now, well, any asshole now can <laughs> 
Well, it's it's all any septogenarian. It's, it's not it's not <laughs> what you say anymore. It's how you say it because oh, 100%. you could be the smartest person in the world with all these facts and figures to back up your claims and have a well reasoned argument. But if you don't know how to get those retweets, your opinion's going to get buried underneath some local Yahoo who tells any, you any essential oils will will cure the disease and listen, can listen, just phrase like, it in a funny way and get a million retweets. There are there are like thousands of TikTokers that have more. Cl- out than like Bill Nye the science guy. Maybe not Bill Nye specifically because Bill Nye the science guy. <laughs> I was gonna say, don't be talking about my boy Bill like that. Maybe like maybe not Bill Nye. He's he's got a lot of clout just because again he's one of our one of our like uh childhood heroes. But like you know there are there are like a million TikTokers who like know all the the stupid ass dances and all these little the you know there's like this echo chamber of memes that they partake in and they have more internet clout and they're therefore given more authority on. On things and like people who spent eight years getting into. Do you have a TikTok? Like it's it's kind of wild. <laughs> no, but I do watch. Does. I do watch. So on Facebook, there is a video button on the bottom of my phone, and I watch what are called TikTok cringe compilations, and it's just <laughs> it's just like this dump this dumpster fire of humanity. All these like 15, 20 second videos mashed t- together end to end in like ten minute videos, and I will watch those for hours hours and just seeing all these like you see all right you see you see the r- a range of people from like these super hot like young like you know like 18 19 year old chicks who like just are like just barely dressed and are just like they're all memeing the exact same dance to the exact same music it's just this weird like echo chamber of culture and then you get for you go from there to like uh like these like middle-aged like you know like meth mouth having like just like trash people and then you go to uh like someone's grandmother like making these weird video like these weird like overtly sexual videos on like <laughs> while sitting on the shitter it's like it's we just need this, to, we need to take away is, the tiktok path isn't it's that the, just uh, it's, Rhode it's Island? not it's on facebook it's <laughs> listen yeah it is just it is They're just targeted. the most interesting it's the uh, to me it's like the most interesting slice of humanity that's available like that that's just so, so readily available every day and there are so many people making these videos this like for this chinese company that are just like uh, they're just offering so much insight into how morally and uh you know how morally bankrupt america is it's just it's amazing it's 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 unbelievable Thousands of years from now, when alien archaeologists uncover our civilization, they, they will see this and, and cry in horror. You would not believe how many Americans are missing, like, many teeth. It's, a, it's a, <laughs> unbelievable. I had no idea. So many teeth I had missing. no idea. I'm not, I'm not even exaggerating. I, Bro, I you were not, a fighter. You got to know about that. Dude, I did not. But, like, I mean, like, all the teeth. Like, back ones, front ones, like, everything. <laughs> It's all it's ama- it's just it's unbelievable man like like you want to know the people who voted for Trump that's those people man like that's that there you go you want to know how someone like him gets in the white house it's people like that man it's just i'm telling you it's like if you want to lose all your faith in like you know in like the uh the upright like the the morally upright citizens who we feel like occupy this country and then you go through TikTok you're like wow like maybe maybe coronavirus is actually just like the fresh start that we need, you know, maybe it's just going to wipe us all out and just return. Like, like rivers in Italy right now are running, cl- like running clear. I did like, see that. See t- 
you can see to the you bo- can see the sky in Beijing. Yeah, yeah for can, the like, first time in walk, years. Like a normal human can walk outside in Beijing and not immediately get lung cancer. Like uh, honestly, like the we like the Earth is returning to its natural state by like <laughs> keeping all of us in and get, getting us sick, and we're all dying in our fucking lung building up. You know, lung uh, fluid building up in our lungs. We're all dying on respirators, and uh, and the 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 planet's returning to like the. This beautiful, pristine thing that it is, and it's like, man, like maybe that you know, maybe it's time, guys. Maybe like that's it. Like in our lifetime, like that's just it. It's over. You realize this is literally the plot to an M Night Shyamalan movie, right? I just for the twist. I can't wait for people to listen to this in like two months and just be like, like so Pat wanted everybody to die. Like this (laughs) might not be the time for that. I mean, listen. Listen, I, I, I. This is like Agenda Twenty One shit, bro. You're, you're feeding into Q right now. Oh man, I, uh, I mean, listen, I have a, I have high stakes in this game, and I have, I have kids. I have, uh, I have two sister in laws who are both pregnant with, uh, with my, my nephews or, or future nieces, and I have a dog in the fight, man. But I'm just, I'm looking at the reality of the situation, and I'm thinking like. We can't get people to, in Boston to stop going out to fucking St. Patrick's Day parades and in the, in the like with this threat of this virus that's going around. It's like, man, maybe maybe we just like maybe we just had our run and that's it. You know, maybe this is what this is how this is how the world ends. You know, I don't know. I mean, it's I like, do I do feel like we are starting to run into natural selection mode. Like I was just reading about how uh, the Kid Rock Rudin Tootin Honky Tonk uh, Bar and Steakhouse is refusing to close despite being <laughs> ordered by the government to close. They're like, no, it's unconstitutional. We're staying they, open. And I'm like, they weren't even they weren't even ordered to close because of COVID. They were ordered to close because of health code violations. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the building's actually just condemned yeah, this, is, like, this is the no, worst you part can't, you can't mix the omelets you can't mix the omelets with your prince albert that's not how this works guys. so all all those so, people that are going to that bar they're gonna be fine but they're gonna bring it home to their parents in their trailer and they're not gonna be able to handle that well i don't know maybe it's the yeah. like power play to kill their parents and inherit the trailer but that's <laughs> that's rough that's rough <laughs> Uh. <laughs> Sorry, I yeah, I said that. I said I mean, that. I'm, I'm, honestly, I'm just I'm just waiting. I'm waiting for a lot of my favorite TikTokers to stop posting at this point. You know? <laughs> just who's got it? Yeah, well, yeah. So what are we what are we doing with this lockdown? I don't know about you guys, but I've been uh, playing a ton of Magic. Online. I am currently playing World of Warcraft. My wife is downstairs playing Skyrim again. I'm sitting on my throne of. Beefaroni that I ordered, and uh, you, you, we're having a good dude. time. Tom, I had no idea you had two floors. Wait, I'm sorry, Ian. What'd you say? I just pictured your house having one floor. Oh no, it's got it's got four floors if you count the basement. <gasps> what? What? Bro, aren't you a teacher? Do you sell drugs in the side? Is that how this works? Are you like right outside? Boston? <laughs> yeah. So, Lynn, uh, the sorry, the city that I the uh, city that I live in it's oh, a Lynn, is uh, <laughs> yeah, a oh, little bit mind. more affordable. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> Every Massachusetts, like, oh, that's a colorful name. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wait, you have Lincidious and Mass? Where do you live? Oh, okay. yeah. Lynn. No, I mean, our house was still very, like, I'm not going to say it's still very expensive, but you, you want to hear a funny story about what I fucked up yesterday? Of course. All right. So I called 911 last night um, because we moved in in September and I put all new alarms all throughout the house. And in the basement, we had our CO2 detector go off in the middle of the night. So I went down there. I thought you were going to say you forgot to uh, get the, the hobos out of your basement. So you had to call Yeah, them well, I mean, I like, I, 
I wasn't gonna risk I wasn't gonna risk like carbon monoxide filling up the house, so I got my wife and I got my kid, called nine one one and the fire department came here and they're like, Yeah, uh so you just had to change the batteries. And they're like the the <laughs> so seven this <laughs> alarm is beeping every thirty seconds, it's driving me nuts. Someone comes seven <laughs> seven firefighters came in, they're like, Yeah, we're getting a zero oh. uh y- it was the battery. How how emasculating was that? Oh, how it was awful. Was that? It was Tom. so awful. Did you bring them from your old house, Tom? What's that? Did you bring the the carbon monoxide detectors? No, from your they old were house? new with new batteries, which is why I thought that there's no way it's a battery because it's a nine volt that I put in in September. So, but so, um, Tom, what you should have done, what you should have done is you should have hired an electrician to come and hardwire all your alarms. I mean, I don't. Do I know any good electricians? Worry about batteries. No. I know, but you know, an, you know at least one electrician. <laughs> Didn't say he's good I got or not, you. but no, I, I honestly, I probably should have. But that was that was so embarrassing, like ab- absolutely that's, embarrassing. That's terrible. We should say for posterity's sake, Topher is a very good electrician. Oh sure, yeah. Oh, you you were saying that earlier actually, which I did not know that, but now now knowing it, he does look like an electrician. Yeah, I wasn't sure what line of work he was in. Yeah, the Carhartt, like the beard, the young Kempt hair. Like I wasn't sure like what line of work he was in, but now it makes sense. He's in the trades. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shout out, shout out to Topher, man. He's awesome. Yeah, he topped forward the uh, challenge this week. No shit, man. How like so? He's you know what's interesting that he's a trades person, and but also like very good at a card game. Like it's pretty. That's pretty interesting. Too. What are you saying? The trades people can't be good at anything that they settled for the trades. I, work, <laughs> I, I mean, look, listen, Pat, I work in the trades. Aaron. I'm, Pat, Pat is the only the trades. Tra- <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm an apprentice, you know, and I work in the trade, and I've met a lot of these guys, and they would. You know, <laughs> I'm just saying it, it's it's a testament to Topher's, you know, Topher's, you know, mental uh, abilities that he's able to do both things. Because I just feel like some of these guys just hanging around make you. I don't know, man. I just feel like. Uh, <sighs> There's a lot of guys huffing glue, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, it's just, I'm just impressed. That's I'm a impressed, union thing, you know? right? Hey, no, hey, not, I, you know, I, not I, all unions. I'm being, I'm being sort of funny. I'm being sort of funny, honestly. But no, I just think it's impressive, man. That's all. I think, I think it's great. Well, I'm like, how funny? I'm funny. Yeah, man. But this is all wild, man. So, yeah, my our schools are shut down for three weeks. Like... You know, I've been telling people for weeks now to like to stock up on bullets and beans, and and I hope I hope you have. I, I know Ian's ready ready for the apocalypse. He's got enough slim gyms to go around, and oh yeah, and uh, I just, he's got enough I he's just, got enough slim gyms in his in his belly and hate in his heart, and he's just ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> I've just been ordering cards left and right. Like it's a great time to just like. <laughs> Be pre- pretending, pretending to work while just like putting decks together instead, D- dude. My my one of my plans was definitely to go down to this Missouri tournament uh, and sell uh, a couple of my underground seeds to buy my wife our, her ten year wedding band, and like my cards are not worth anything anymore. And so I, that was equity I thought I had that I could sell yeah. when I was in St. Louis, and uh, that's just not going to happen. Do you guys know uh, Worcester? Well, the other- Worcester just got canceled too. Yeah, SCG Worcester. I think all uh, all magic events are canceled. I, I think it's going to be canceled like through the summer. I I don't think this is going away yeah. anytime soon. You think so, yeah. huh? Man, I, I I was hoping this was going to be over in like a month, but I don't I think, think it's going to be that fast. I think end of April at the shortest. Wow, that's crazy to me. I mean, you know, I like Thursday. All my all my uh like my school was canceled. Uh, and then uh, f- I think it was Friday. All my kids' school was canceled, you know, for the time being. And and 
Tom, you said like you're done till well, May, right? So like officially, the officially, we're canceled for three weeks. Um, everything like we've been told that we really should be planning for beginning of May at the earliest, and they'd reevaluate after that. But this, mm-hmm. from my my family that that works in the medical field, they're they're planning on this like not not ending by May. And there are some long-term things that they've been they've been sort of passing along. Wow. Man, I kind of feel bad for the people who are like seniors in college or seniors. Oh, in I'm not. I'm not going to be able like, to graduate grad school. So I was oh, planning. Shit, I was planning really? on being done in. Were August. you guys having a big party senior week? Wait, what? Were you guys having like a big senior week party and stuff? I mean, we were. We're because that's why I feel bad. Like the celebrations, yeah. you know. Well, senior week also like senior year for athletes is usually like their biggest year where they exactly, get the most game bro. game time. Um, you know, teams that were looking forward to like division championships, things like that, uh, and then just like band stuff. Like it, it, like yes, it's awesome for a lot of kids who are like, yeah, no school for two months, but that's like a lot of memories. A lot of these kids are, are missing out on. I always imagine yeah. this kid who just like had just gotten up the courage to ask the girl out and like finally they were about to go on their first date and then bam they're just moving across the country and it's never gonna happen for that guy oh me you're talking to me (laughs) (laughs) dude i had i've had three bumble dates canceled due to coronavirus so far (laughs) like three girls had it or they just thought you had it uh well both i mean i was sending they listen listen to you like they listen to your smoker lungs wheezing and they're like oh yeah this guy's definitely got wow I'm just wondering. Jeez. I do not smoke tobacco. <laughs> <laughs> just want to put just want to put that out there. No, no. Jerry's just always got a fucking boiling pot of pasta next to him, and uh, you know, yeah, you know, exactly. I guess. Hey, man, it, it legalize it, right? We, we're fine in mass, so you're good. It's good. Yeah, it's, it's not like he's trying to be a certified financial planner for people. Actually, totally allowed. Totally allowed. I looked it up. What? Really? <laughs> you can't even be an electrician and fucking smoke weed in some yeah, places. Yeah, I mean, you're dealing with, like, electricity. We're just dealing with people's life savings. <laughs> yeah, good point. <laughs> true, true. That's also, true. not me, because I don't have any clients, thank God. I feel bad, actually, <laughs> for the fight. All my students, all my students are, like, I've had to talk a few people off the ledge, and, like, that might not be a metaphor for some of them. Yeah, <laughs> so, like, so, uh, all right, so... We're not going to be talking a lot of magic on this podcast, most likely. But, <laughs> Apparently uh, not. I, 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 I kept trying to steer are... us back to magic, and you guys are like, nope, we're not going that direction. Well, I, I know a lot of people are turning to like podcasts and, and just like content creators to as an escape because a lot of people are, are working from home. They're, they're yeah. you know, they're they're trapped, you know, you know, you know, wherever they stay. And, and you know, they're looking for some outlets. And I, I want this to be I mean, I hope that like people find a little bit of humor and solace in it. But like. I mean, for real, this is, like, maybe the most real thing that has happened to me in my life since, like, maybe September 11th. Like, like really, like, um, you know, well, changing also- changing your outlook on the way the world works. And I was a kid when September 11th happened. Like, I was just in high school. So this is all very real, you know? I feel it's also time frame, too. Like, September 11th was, like, one afternoon, it felt like, yeah. where it's, like, you was watching a, a car crash. This has just been like a long drawn out over several weeks and it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse. And every morning you're like, man, yesterday was pretty shit. I hope today's better. Nope. Yeah. Turns out it's yeah. not. I, I think it is. I, no, I, I think the people who are actually making the decisions are, are doing a pretty okay job. Like all of the state yeah. decisions that have been getting made 
have been very similar to the federal guidelines. And, like, it sucks hearing it out of his mouth for sure. But the I think the people actually setting this policy are, are making much more intelligent decisions. I think it's been pretty good, yeah, the response overall. It would have been beautiful to happen two weeks earlier. But... It would have been yeah. beautiful to happen back in January, right? Like, when we knew this well, was going to like happen. Like, when we put the travel ban in place. Well, here's the thing. Like, uh, Trump, like, has just had misstep after misstep in this whole crisis, man. It's been pretty bad, actually. Like, since <laughs> January. Like, like one of the first things he said was, this is not coming to the U.S. It's a Chinese thing. You don't have to worry about it. It's been kind of a fucking nightmare. I don't remember. I mean, I remember that there was the travel ban, and it didn't really get any attention, like, because the impeachment was going on. Mm-hmm. Like I, I looked at the New York Times on February first, and they didn't even mention it. It was just all impeachment stuff. But uh, I think that I think it's been like one step forward, one step back for the most part. Like yeah. a good thing, a bad thing, a good thing, a bad thing. I think that the most valid critique of Trump's handling of the situation is like the stock market focus, like the that's all he cares about, right? Like lowering the rates and injecting yeah. money. It's like this is not oh, what yeah, this like, problem is. This has nothing to do with this. Like, <laughs> right. that was my that was my favorite thing. Is like when announcing measures to combat COVID, uh, he announced that he wanted to eliminate payroll tax, and everyone was just like, like even what Republicans f- were yeah. like, "What? What the fuck are you talking?" Yeah, about? it's like <laughs> it's like one of those like uh, when you have only a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Yes, sort of thing. yes, thank like, you. I think yeah. that's the that's the worst aspect of the handling of this i would say yeah i think yeah because he's so focused on the economy he's so focused on his reelection, yeah. and it's like, like very that, transparent yes yeah i think a lot of the issues yeah, that that are sort of really out there right now are sort of economic because all of the response of all right social isolation stay home only essential people should be out now we have an insane amount of people in this country that worked at restaurants and bars and non-essential stores that like don't they don't have a cushion to be able to handle this so so what's going to happen to all of those people in the next two months and that's seriously what is going to happen do you know how the uk is handling this they're i they're just trying to get everybody infected to build herd immunity did i read that right yep i so they're yeah. they're keeping everybody over seventy inside, like strict. You're not allowed to go outside, and letting the younger people build up herd immunity. Wow. So in a couple of weeks, I guess we'll see how they're doing, and That's, possibly man. emulate that. Fucking road warrior situation turns out. I mean, like, the, so here's the thing with this with this coronavirus. Like, the biggest issue is is um, lack of resources when it comes to caring for people who are like severely affected, like. There's so only so many like breathing apparatus for people who are who have like the severe, basically like pneumonia-like symptoms. As I mean, actually, like Ian would probably but know this, a lot about so that. So this right? is the thing, right? Even what? even with people, well, because because of you because of your spouse's. Oh, oh, well, I thought you meant I had breathing <laughs> problems. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, just like like supply on like breathing apparatus. I do have a deviated right? septum, but I mean, come on, that's a low blow. <laughs> By the way, don't share dollar bills with anybody during this epidemic. Uh, yeah, like, well, that's why I don't take anything back from the strippers. I just, I don't like, have, I don't have them break change for me. I, I think Ian was money. talking about why he had a deviated septum with that comment right there. <laughs> I, I have a CPAP machine. Will that save me? Yeah. No? Is that for like Pap smears or what? 
<laughs> no. It's for snoring. <laughs> it's for sleep apnea. You have sleep apnea? I do. That's not good. <laughs> was, that the, was that the gong? I'm trying to secretly <laughs> grab a beer and I ran into my acoustic guitar. I'll be back in five seconds. <laughs> So I've been kind of scouring my Facebook because someone had a really good post that was a bunch of quotes from Trump since this, since this outbreak happened in uh That was a train wreck of a of a sentence pat. I've been scouring my Facebook because someone had a bunch of quotes No, 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 Trump. there was a post, there was a post that was like a, just a bunch of quotes from Trump that was basically like deflection and like uh minimizing the the fact that this has become a problem since like Yeah, anywhere. it was the the timeline of all of his tweets and comments. Exactly. Like, yeah, exactly. I just wish I could find it. I I, find I have it also seen that same picture and I, yeah, just Try not try not to listen to him, but listen to the guidance coming out of the government. I, I think the really right. the really scary thing about all this is you were talking about the hospital systems being overloaded with like not having enough uh, respirators or ventilators to be able to handle the really sick people. Yeah. But the fact is even even with those machines, people aren't recovering. And Mm-hmm. It's yes. not just old people. It's more likely if you're over however many years, if you have pre, because fifth, I think fifth, it's like whatever it is. But it depends if you have. There are yeah, still like yeah. young, healthy people getting this with proper medical care and still dying, and people are saying yep. it's around one percent, and that number is fucking scary. Like we're we're all nerds, it right? Is. Grab two ten sided yep. die. And roll two of them for everybody in your family. Every zero zero, it's it. Yeah, uh, but yeah, no, it is it is scary. And I mean, I'm worried about my parents. Like my parents are in the most vulnerable demographic. Like, Dude, your mom dad, is so young. Your mom has blonde hair. Yeah, because she dyes it. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, my dad. My dad is a sixty-eight-year-old smoker. Like he is definitely well, that's a good, vulnerable, yeah. vulnerable demographic. Yeah, my yeah. your mom's kind of hot though. <laughs> does does Jerry have a hot mom? Really? <laughs> kind of, yeah. Huh? Jerry, get any pictures? I don't think Ian has ever met my mom. <laughs> she drove me to the airport. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> if that counts. <laughs> Wait, does Jerry really have a hot mom? Can we meme this? Yeah. Can we? Yeah, she's pretty. Pretty reasonably attractive, yeah, for a mom, yeah. Jesus Christ. We're we're not going down this route. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it is like I've heard those reports, Tom, and I'm wondering like like I I I can't really wrap my head yeah, around. Yeah, it's that. my so my mom runs a hospital. My sister is in the ER where the first case in Massachusetts came in, and uh and my dad has a private practice and they're all like really on edge with what's going to happen because they know it's just a few weeks before everything starts to hit the fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're not even in the worst of it. Right? Oh no, it hasn't even started yet. I've, I've also read though that like most cases end up being mild and can be treated. Right. At home. That's what I was well, reading earlier. Mild. Yeah. Here's the thing is like that, like that whole mild thing includes pneumonia symptoms, like includes like having to be put on a ventilator. No, that's that, that, that is, that's not no. the mild. 18 yes. to 20% require hospitalization. So, like, basically four out of every five people that get it, it's going to be like a like a minor flu. You can treat it at home. That's great. But yeah. one out of every five people is probably going to have to go to the hospital. 
And as soon as you have that number of patients flooding the hospitals, then the nurses are going to start to get sick. The doctors that are treating them are going to start to get sick. And what happens when, like, you have a hospital that's full of capacity and everybody gets sick at the same time? It's going to be a mess. And there are people there that need transplants. There are people there for other reasons that are being treated by the same doctors, but who are... Uh, their immune system is very vulnerable. Like I know with what my wife's going through right now, like it's a, it's a serious, it's a big deal. And they're, they're fighting yeah. over it right now because there weren't really policies in place for it. Right. Yeah. It's, it's kind of a wild time. Like it's definitely putting, I mean, we've had, you know, we, like all of all four of us are on different, we're all different, different spots in the political spectrum. Right. Like, you know, uh, no, we're but, all just far left. We're all Bernie Bros here. I, <laughs> but oh, I was about to say, you know that uh, from our from our private chat, the pictures that everybody was posting <laughs> about their location on the axis. I found out that I was way oh, I was right. way yeah. more centrist than I thought that I was. Yeah, yep. really, isn't that wild? It, it's it's kind of wild that like. Well, anyway, all I was going to bring up was just like. This call for like you know universal healthcare, Medicare for all, like, but also the fact that like our 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 medical system is broken and like this is just exposing that in such a huge way, dude. It's blowing my mind some of the policies that are coming out uh, from certain people on, on in Washington, like things that I never would have expected. But like, is this what actually pushes us to a single payer healthcare system? You know, is this is this what pushes us into socialism? Mitt, like, Mitt Romney Mitt, just Mitt post, Romney just pushed UBI. <laughs> Mitt fucking Romney. Yeah, Mitt Romney. Like yeah, how how pissed off mind. is Andrew Yang right now about that? By the way, like look how they yeah. did our boy wrong, man. Never let a good disaster go to waste. Is what they say, right? Look what they did to my beautiful boy. Look well, what happened. <laughs> Mitt took his fucking he, line. He man. endorsed Biden, so yeah, fuck him. So he's the man. Dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Biden's coming for AR-14. So listen, Jack. Listen, Jack. <laughs> You're a lion-faced pony soldier. <laughs> Lion dog face. Guy used to know Cornflake Jackson. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> hey, he told me this was nothing more out? than a a little uh, chest flu. That story. You know that's the Cornflake Jack. You know that story checks out though. Like it's been corroborated with other people. Uh yeah, the what, corn what corn is, pop is that what you're talking no, about? Corn pop, sorry, corn pop. What is yeah. corn? What is corn pop, Jack? Oh, uh, you know, honestly, just just this guy, corn he, pop. He taught him how to open a PDF. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Thanks, thanks, Mr. Biden. <laughs> I can't find this this image that I've seen circulating on Facebook, and like it's kind of bothering me now because I've Googled it a bunch of times and I still can't find it. But they remove um, fake news when it's gone. It's it's probably. <laughs> You're right. It's got to be fake because if I, if I can't find it on Google and it was a phantom, you know, phantom uh, meme on Facebook, then it can't be. Yeah. It can't. You know, uh, only the truth persists if we've learned exactly. anything. Exactly. So, so my old boss, my old boss, like three or four bosses ago, I saw her post on Facebook saying it's like spread the word. Uh, rinsing your mouth with uh, salt water will kill the coronavirus. I'm like. That doesn't seem true. You should just tell her to keep swallowing the salt water too. <laughs> I'm like that 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 sounds like some bullshit. And well, then like I I keep scrolling and the next thing is like 43 people in a church all come down with coronavirus cuz they during communion were spritzing salt water into the back of their throat using the same spray bottle oh, and they for all got fuck's cor- sake. they all got coronavirus from it. So in I'm Italy, like, yep. yeah. Sounds yeah, oh, yeah, it was in Italy. It's like awesome. 
This is like the right. dumbest episode of Black Mirror. There was you know somebody, I mean? uh, somebody we all know, actually a mutual hipster friend of ours, who had retweeted something about if you want to, don't want to pay the three thousand dollar coronavirus test. This is oh, mo- yeah. do- months do- before do- we actually had coronavirus tests. Donate uh, blood. Donate, donate blood. blood. Yeah, donate yeah, blood. Because they have to test you. Right. Yep. It's yeah, not I true. saw that on uh, unethical life life tips. Oh Jesus! <laughs> I saw it actually be tweeted into my timeline. <laughs> yeah, donate blood. Well, now uh, who was the California the Californian uh, senator who pushed forward free testing for all? Did you guys uh, see that? I don't think it was a California. I think it was someone from Florida, actually. No, it was I think it was De- wasn't it was like wasn't like Devin, Devin Nunes? Nunes. Yeah, no, no, Devin Nunes is the idiot who like yeah, told people yes. to still fly. I'm talking about no. There was a, a Californian uh, senator who got the chief of the CDC to commit to free testing for all Americans for the coronavirus. I mean, it's probably just posturing, right? Because it was all on the bill yesterday. Like, I don't know who did what, but like, I don't, I don't know. Uh, if any credit goes to any individual uh, congressman. Or well, I know in Massachusetts, part of the legislation that's getting passed, or I think that got passed today that Baker was talking about, was getting private insurers to cover the cost of that. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know what happened at the national level, but I know we did it at the state level. Yeah, I haven't really read the bill or anything. I just heard them talking about it at the debate last night. Yeah, I, I think I've heard some some kind of like shitty things about it, too, about like GOP trying to like pork barrel some uh rolling back some <laughs> some uh abortion rights stuff in the bill. I don't know how true that is, but it's pretty wild. It's pretty wild. Like, you know, you know how the opportunists are in Congress like if they see something that's getting pushed through fast, they're going to fucking try to they're going to try to slide some stuff in there to uh win some votes in their in their home states. So. I feel like that happens with every bill. Like I'm cynical enough to You got to get a political oh, yeah. attack yeah. on that. I oh, yeah. I feel like they should just ban amendments to bill. Like you can't add. You can't stuff though. That's like the only that. way. It's like the only way that things get done in Congress. It's 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 the only way to push legislation through is to like piggyback other stuff inside. Yeah, exactly. It's pork barrel for a reason, man. Pork barrel politics has has been the way we've done it for a long, long time. It's it makes things complicated too. You know. Listen here, Jack. You want to get something done? <laughs> yeah, I'm out yeah. of time. <laughs> all right good good <laughs> it's all been the so debate well. last night though how bad was that debate last night i didn't watch it but i saw a picture of biden and uh and and bernie it looked like they were both trying to like force choke each other so i think it was probably yes. pretty lively no um, no it was the it was least bad? lively so this really? is the thing it was actually good that they didn't have an audience because like the audience clapping wastes a lot of time it's, was actually, it's the worst, right? There was a ton of a ton more discussion, I would say, and they kept it to flat two hours, and there was still more discussion than the two and a half hour version. That's awesome. And it helps that there's only two of them, right? But of the course, moderators yeah. played it very loose. Like they, they let them go back and forth as much as they wanted and didn't really mm-hmm. call anybody on time. So it ended up just like lacking punctuation. Like every thought spilled into the next and every deflection of an issue just when it just went like in, unless one of them interrupted the other one have we found like have we found a good way for candidates to have debates like televised debates has there been like a <sighs> televised debate that like 
where you're like, oh, they figured out the formula how to make this work, how to make it not overly cumbersome because yeah, the Romans like, to me, did. to me, like you know what, like <laughs> when yeah, this Jerry's gonna Jerry's gonna Jerry's gonna guffaw and scoff at this notion, but like the best, the best, <laughs> like uh, yeah, the best <laughs> stuff I've seen from the candidates was when like Bernie and Tulsi went on Rogan and like got to sit down for an hour, an hour and a half, and just like and just talk about their policy versus like. Trying to, you know, waiting for the right question from the from the moderators and, you know, between between trying to like pin their opponent and but also, you know, get this twenty second soundbite out of themselves where it was just seemed really forced and awkward. So you're really gonna you're gonna disrespect Yang like that, really? Oh no, I, I forgot about Yang. I, honestly, he's been he's been out of the race for so long. I I forgot he was even on Rogan, but oh, actually, double Yang, it up. A, Doubling up on the, the burns. That was the first place I learned about Andrew Yang, and I was like, def- I was, I'm big. Like honestly, like I hope if the Democrats win, I'd love to see him get a cabinet position. Man, I think I think he is really innovative. I think he's really smart. Obviously, he doesn't, he didn't have like the broad appeal to be a presidential candidate, but um, he's a guy. Like, isn't he a guy you'd want in power? Man, he seems like really smart. So why didn't and, he have the broad appeal? Uh I mean, I think there's a lot going, a lot against him. Uh, part of it, I think, was like his, you know, if if you're going to talk about like this freedom dividend, like the problem with that is like when you're a one trick pony, I think it's easy to get exposed. And even though he's like super smart, I think just going on on Medicare, you know, on a uh, you know um, a uh, UBI kind of basis is like not the strongest um, stance to have. Like when other people are talking about Medicare for all and. And kind of bigger issues, um, and I think that people haven't seen the mechanization of labor uh, to the point where they realize that UBI is uh, going to be a necessity. So we're not like we're not in that place yet. But I think I found that in uh, past years, these kind of um, I don't want to call them one issue far reaching candidates because they're not they're not like extremists, but they have done a very good job of pushing uh of, of directing conversation and directing kind of like the the focus of these of these races and like andrew like the fact that andrew yang brought up ubi and now mitt romney is talking about ubi like i think that's not inconsequential like they they've changed what the political political landscape is allowing politicians to talk about um i think that they, they play an important role in that so i actually welcome people like andrew yang when they come into the race and run a pretty strong candidate, run a pretty strong race, uh, because it 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 pushes the progressive agenda, I think, which I think is a good thing. You know, I think the media just did him really dirty. Yeah, I mean, he he, Ani, I thought he was pretty charismatic too, for what it's worth. I think he like, I I I, I suppose like I don't get too much into the media. I, I sort of consume what I consume, and that's how that's how I pick my candidates. But, um, you know. People people see like you know giving away money as like this wacko idea and uh, it's a little it's a little out there but it's not it's not so far it's 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 like um ultra progressive kind of thing but it's not well it's, I mean he phrased it he phrased it that way so that it would be grockable to everyone right but really yeah. what it is is a negative income tax level right 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 I mean yeah. that that's and he's he said it in as many words like he just yeah. positioned it that way so that people could repeat something easily and meme on it. Right. But yeah. He he's just talking about the same thing that anyone else would be talking about. The only way you can really do this is just right. negative twelve thousand dollar income tax level. Yep. No, I mean I think you're I think you're right. Um yeah, I, I don't know. I li- I like Andrew Yang a lot. And like I said, I, a lot of these 
candidates who like like Elizabeth Warren. I would love to see her in a cabinet position if the Democrats win. Like one of the things, one of the things I think <laughs> she that did her which, salute Elizabeth Warren. She did her job this year. <laughs> she earned her. We're money. not. We're not going to start to talk about this again. <laughs> I just no. I just think. I just think that. Um, one of the things I would love to see is like when the Democrats finally get through this process of eating each other and tearing down all you know these these people who we put up on these pedestals and like basically fragment the party as best they like this whole process all it serves to do is fragment progressives throughout the throughout throughout the country um so when they're done doing that and tearing each other down and and making sure that no one passes this crazy purity test that we have um I would love to see them coalesce around a candidate and then fucking start bringing back some of these people who ran great who ran great races, you know, like bring back Liz Warren, bring back Andrew Yang, like put them in, put them in cabinet positions, like let them be part, you know, because we're all like on the same side as Democrats, like you should be at least. And like, yeah, like, like Elizabeth Warren and, 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 uh, uh, you know, Bernie might be way more progressive than Joe Biden, but like if Joe Biden ends up being president, like there's no reason why Joe Biden can't work with maybe not Bernie Sanders, but certainly like Elizabeth Warren on some of the stuff she, she proposes like, you know, with rolling, you know, p- putting more, you know, uh, restrictions on Wall Street and the bankers and stuff. So um, I don't know. I, I would like to see that. I doubt that's what's going to happen. But in an ideal world, I would like to see, you know, the, the Democrats kind of fucking unshatter the the party as they as they move forward into the, the presidential race. Yeah, I don't see it, man. I see it actually exactly the opposite. I see it as like you're basically two parties at this point, right? Mm hmm. Yes. Oh no, no. I I understand that there's a difference between the reality of the situation and what I what I wish it was. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I'm telling you what I what I hope would happen. That's I don't yeah. think that's what I don't think that's what's going to happen. But that's in in like my mind's eye. Like, I I wish that was the way that the that these primaries worked. You know, because I mean that's the way Trump did it. Trump fucking took all of his opponents and put them in cabinet positions when the race was all said and done. You know what I'm saying? Not like, really. Dude, like Ben Carson, Mitt Romney, like he, all these people were in positions of power with Trump. Like you know what I'm Chris saying? Christie, Chris Christie well, did his job. He did the, like, he played the Warren role in that election. Yeah. In that uh, primary cycle, I mean. Yep. Like he, uh, he was like the kamikaze pilot and he got his spot. But other than that, Ben Carson is something I could think of really. Oh, hold on. I'm going to go down. I'm going down this list of people who ran against him in the primary. Like Kasich. Kasich was the one who stayed in late and he's he's like dog food now. So Ben. Uh, yeah. Maybe. So maybe I'm maybe I'm remembering this incorrectly. Honestly. Marco Rubio. I mean, Rick like, Perry. Um, Rick Perry. Rick Perry. Yeah, I guess he ran. Yeah. He can't, he withdrew before the primary, but um. Lindsey Graham is like his best friend. Well, has been his best friend now. Lindsey Graham, who like went so turncoat. Yeah. L- Lindsey Graham has just shown everyone the kind of opportunist that he is by like being well, boys with John McCain. And then when John McCain kicked it, he's like boys with Trump. It's, it's yeah. It's pretty. I don't uh, think you can put that one on anything but him, really, right? Oh, no, no, I'm not. I'm just saying. I'm just, I'm just calling, I'm calling out fucking. Yeah. I'm calling him out because I don't like him. I think he's a scum. I think he's a scum, but, um, <laughs> you know. I so I guess I am remembering I am misremembering then because I I definitely thought more people that who ran against him ended up being part of his cabinet but I thought it was I thought it was notable that Ben Carson made it as the fucking head of HUD. Uh, yeah, Carson was a big one. I think that's kind of wild. Um, this is such a yeah. smart dude. He's <laughs> like an elite brain surgeon. It, you know what though? Like 
yeah, that's that's yes, he's an elite brain surgeon, but I mean, he's also an, a, a complete moron. Like, I fully believe that. I don't think I, I think that you can be. I think you can be extremely adept and a savant at one thing, but also but also be, a Republican. <laughs> if you like, if you just watch him talk, you're just like, man, like this guy has like maybe he's like operated on himself, like in back rooms, and people don't know. About <laughs> it, you know. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think you could definitely be an intelligent person in phases in your life and then be absolutely moronic in other ones. Like yeah. calling 911 because of a battery. <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying? Like so, you can't be you So can't, Tom, what are you good at? Then? I I don't know. Right. It's not podcasting. It's not. Oh, it was an earnest not, question. I want to know. Are you, are, are you a good it's teacher? Math. Are you a good Bro, teacher? he's the best guild leader in the fucking Azeroth. <laughs> I know. No, I'm not the guild leader. I just, I lead a raid now. I lead a raid. Bro, so I was at Steve's house. And, Tom's uh, really good at drinking a six pack in under 10 minutes. Oh, gee. Oh, yeah. 10 minutes. Shoot, give me five. <laughs> give me five. Yes, I'm very good at drinking. Tom, though, you- Actually, <clears throat> this is this is another thing. Okay. So I, I had a doctor's appointment maybe a month ago, right? And um, this is before all of this virus stuff. It was right when it was starting to come out. And uh, I took the day off of work. And the night before, I, I found a really nice bottle of bourbon that I, I cracked open. And I went like a little bit too hard before I went to sleep. Got up in the morning, <laughs> went to my doctor's appointment, and they had a blood test. So I, I get a call <laughs> later that day. And they're like... <laughs> Listen, we um we're gonna need to set up a follow up appointment, uh, because your liver levels were just like they were not, they were not, <laughs> oh, they was, were just not I was normal. We had like an illegal blood alcohol. No, level so it wasn't like, like it was like actual liver function. They're like, we need to like, we need to do another blood test. We need we're probably gonna have you meet with a specialist because we think it's all of this stuff. <laughs> and uh, it's an intervention when you show. Yeah, up. no, they were like, so so how much. So how much do you you drink on a weekly basis? And I was like, oh no, because I thought, yeah, I do, I do drink quite a bit. So my liver's probably failing, and I'm I'm gonna die before this virus. But but yesterday I got the follow up results back, and it turns out that I was probably just still drunk from the night before, and my liver is fine. Oh. So I'm good at drinking. Yes, Jerry, Tommy Jerry is hard. Right. Tommy go hard. Was, so I found a bottle of Stag <laughs> Junior at MSRP, and it's like it's it's cast strength, so it's like fifty eight percent. And I think I, I I drank like half the bottle, and then had a blood test. That's, fu- that's and uh, awesome. I I set a record. That's awesome. There we go. Set a record at the yep. hospital. They're like, <laughs> yeah, oh wow. So so Tom, do you consider yourself to be a good teacher? Like uh, like you're an exceptional teacher. Uh, this this is an earnest yeah. question. So not, right to, at the beginning, like, like at the beginning of my career, I thought that I was really really good. Because, mm-hmm. but it was because the school that I was at was much easier to teach in. Now I know that I'm okay, but I could still be way better. Like content mm-hmm. wise, I'm I'm very good with the material that I teach. But it's mm-hmm. there's a lot of different styles of teaching that I could get better at. So I think I think I am, but I'm I'm definitely not the best. If that makes sense. No, that may, that makes sense. I, I think teaching isn't a um because that's that's what I went to college for. That's what I I have my my license and all that. But I think that um 
I'm glad I'm not a teacher because I don't think that I'd have, I don't think I have what it takes to be a teacher, man. I don't. I, I, I have a lot of people, like I've talked to a lot of people in my, in my field now and they are shocked when I tell them I have a four-year degree. And like, if I wanted to go teach tomorrow, I could, like I, I'm, I'm licensed to go teach and I'm just like, I just, it's something that I thought I wanted when I was younger. You know, when I was 22, I was like, yeah, I want to be a teacher. And now at 34, I'm like, man, I'm glad I'm not a teacher. And like, I'm just curious, like, you must have had a passion for that career when you went into college and like, Oh no, has that changed? No, I thought I fell, I I fell into it. Um, and you found, you found that it was a good fit. I, I 100% love it now. I'm going to be doing it Mm -hmm. for the rest of my life. I know that. Um, but right, right when I started, I was like trying to figure out what I wanted to do. Originally, my plan was to be a college professor and then just the grind of trying to go through all of that, I, I don't want to say yeah. that I sort of settled to be a high school teacher, but um, that I just I started doing it and I, I really loved it. There was a time, though, where I almost quit where. Really? Yeah, I um, so I was teaching. I left the original school that I started to teach at, um, got a better paying job, but didn't realize like what it entailed. And I was teaching I was teaching freshmen who hadn't passed math since grade six, like, like really behavioral kids. And it was such a grind, like not content wise, but just like emotionally dealing with, with this group of kids that I had all day that I, I was ready to give it up because I, I wasn't ready for that. And going Mm. through that made me a much better teacher because now I, I'm back to a group of kids that's like I, I teach the AP classes, they're they're outstanding, and I have all those tools in my back pocket, and I, I sort of understand how good I have it. So yeah, um, it, it wasn't great for me always, and I think new teachers, it, it's if you're not in the right situation, it can take just a huge emotional toll on you. And it's not anything that you're going to learn when you when you go through your college. Like, you're going to think everything is fine, and then your first year hits you, and you're like, "Oh shit, nobody prepared me for this." Yeah. But right. at least that's that's what my experience was. And now I've been doing it for 15 years, and I can handle those kids a lot better than other people can because of the experiences I have. But there's no way you can graduate with your degree and walk into a school. And be ready for that. It's it's just not possible. Right. It's. I mean, it sounds like you dodged a bullet too. Like becoming, uh, you know, avoiding being a college professor. You just become part of the problem, like sucking on the federally subsidized teat of higher education. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah, that's that's. I mean, I think like wait, know, are, is that, being a high school teacher. Wait, did Pat just dog whistle? Is that <laughs> is crazy. that Ian? You've been spending too much time with I, Ian. What what is going on I, here? I, I believe I believe that pumping federal money into our higher education system actually all it does is inflates the cost of exactly. our education. So to the you're middle saying class no more no more student it, loans. Exactly. Are you saying that student I, loans I, are the so problem? I, I yeah I I well I no I think that federally subsidizing like all these kids all these you know middle class kids trying to get into college like it just increases the cost for everyone around and like. I think we can all agree that like the quality of higher education has not gone up in proportion to what it costs to go to college. So it's so, Jer- so Jerry, you're a college professor, right? 
Do you want do you want to weigh in on yeah, this? Case because closed. I feel like case closed. <laughs> how are we even how are we even how are we even continuing this? So I think we should adopt a system like what Germany has. I do think we pump way too many kids into uh for profit especially for yes. profit higher education. Yes. Uh but also like private schools. Like I definitely think public higher education should be free and I think uh for profit schools should just be shut down. Um and I think we should uh really adopt and by for profit I mean like do, like Trump University. DeVry, Everest, and, ITT Tech. Yeah. I think I think like Ian, if you're if your college just, I think Ian your just college like has, came in his pants and got a nosebleed at the same time. I just went from twelve to six. Yeah. <laughs> if your college if your college well, has a commercial I'm sorry, but if your college has a commercial like that you see on TV or anything like that, that is a word. No, you sign. see, well, you see advertisements like, for like Notre Dame and Indiana University on TV yeah. when yes. they're playing. Jerry, Jerry doesn't because they're only during sporting games. Yeah, yeah. Like, is that true? Like, uh, but like, I the only college commercials I ever see are for like. Not good. Well, that's because you're probably yeah. watching <laughs> like your- Price is Right <laughs> in the morning. It's, Jerry it's 3 a.m. Jerry's <laughs> fucking blazed out of his mind. <laughs> uh, no, I, no I, like- I, so I, uh, so I don't always, I don't always believe in the, in, in the, sup- the, the, the supremacy the of the free market. Round right? Earth. Like I I I, yeah. I don't always believe in the fr- the free market rules all and is is never never needs to be corrected by never needs to be manipulated for the better for the greater good. But I do I do feel that like you know like I said pumping all this federal money into into higher education has not given us has not given us a better educated populace nor has it increased the quality of education a lot of these kids are getting and yeah I think if you take that money out like. I don't think it should cost so much money to go to a state school. Like some of these state schools are outrageous. You know what I mean? Like the, how much it yeah. costs to go there. It's it's just insane. And yeah. like Pub- the reason it's that much Public money, no, hold on. the reason it's that much money is because they are, uh, you know, they have these overinflated, like, like the, the staff there is like, I think is a lot of times overinflated. Like you have these people who have almost like this failure to launch these, like, you know, assistant professors yeah. become like tenured professors, like are just stuck there teaching. I, I don't know. I think it's, I, I just think it's a problem. I also think that like we should that we should be looking at like these massive endowments. Some of these private schools have like Harvard and Yale, and it, those those should also come under scrutiny. I think that they're it's insane the amount of money that that they're able to harbor at these private education. Yeah, you know, fucking it's insane. Like Harvard has like I don't want to I can't remember. It's like a billion dollar fucking endowment. Something in, like. Something disgusting like that. It just doesn't make sense. I would imagine it's more than that even. But it might yeah. be. Uh, it might be. My, so it's it's my wild, friend. Man. Higher education has become like I think it's a I think it's a real I think it it's a, there's a real problem in our country with higher education right yes, now. Yes, absolutely. Think, and it So my, my friend my friend works at MIT and he was telling me how his department yeah, We all know Rich, be, Jerry. It's it's fine. No, it's not Rich. Oh yeah, Rich also does work. It's not Rich though. <laughs> but uh <laughs> he was saying how his department got into a huge amount of trouble because it was discovered that they had accepted a lot of money from Jeffrey. Yeah, Epstein. listen, listen. And Why couldn't we have just let that situation that. alone and then the Illuminati wouldn't have had to release <laughs> this virus? Yeah. Just then, anyways, sorry. they <laughs> So they they had to like like get rid of all this money, like donate or like I don't know what they did with it. They had to get rid of all of it and they like 
it caused them to look at their finances and MIT's don't ask, don't tell policies with their grants and donations is is kind of worry worrisome. Some of the like where some of their sources of fund funding comes from. Yeah. Like J- Jeffrey Epstein was just the tip of the iceberg of people giving money. <laughs> Yo. Dude, it's so fucked right now. And you're exactly right, Pat. Like you can end up in these situations where you're looking at a certain kid or a certain year. And say, oh, it would be better if we did this, like, you know, extended more loans or whatever, because it looks more humane to deal with like this, this particular child or this particular Mm -hmm. class. But the underlying structural problems, right, of we had like a growing when when universities in this country were coming up, we had like a growing population. And there's these embedded growth obligations of like how many professors there are and how many people they have under them and whether they all get to be professors someday, whether they all they're on a tenure track, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's just not meeting the needs anymore. And we need to seriously restructure the system. Like, I think I'd be on board with a lot of what you guys are saying if we started at a lower level, right? Right. Then addressing it on like a year to year basis. Yeah. No, I I just, I, I just think that, you know, for, for, all the money that this country has, like we should be offering a better product. And I think part of, like I said, I think part of it is inflating the amount of money that's going into these schools. I just, I think it's, it's harmful. Like when, when my, when like my parents could work a, a part-time job and pay for their college and like I could work a full-time job and never even come close to paying what it would cost. Like just for in-state tuition is just, is just probably a problem. It's a problem, you know? So, um, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, one thing that I thought was really interesting, um, uh, they, I don't know if you guys saw this. It just came out. I just saw it on Twitter, but uh, it looks like the people at um, TCG Player are unionizing. You guys see this tweet? <laughs> is it yeah. trolling or is this No, true? I'm dead serious. Like Hold the on stores second. selling or the people working? Uh, no. So um, anyway, uh, yeah, it looked like uh, it says this morning warehouse workers at TCG Player uh, declare their intent to unionize with uh, SIEU 200 United. A majority signed a public support letter and are committed to to a winning voice for themselves and coworkers. Nerds of the world unite. That's pretty exciting, man. Bro, have you seen the Chank the Chank Uger meltdown about the unionizing employees? Uh, and no. The Turks? No. Oh, so the Young Turks tried to unionize, and Chank was like crying in the meeting, the board meeting, like, "This is for big corporations. This isn't for small businesses. We're trying to stay above water." It's fucking awesome. <laughs> That's crazy. Of course, you're not supposed to do that. You gotta send. You have to send me that video. If you find it, send it to me. I gotta watch it. Oh, this is yeah. It's wild. It's a wild word out there, man. There's um, you know, I feel like I feel like my political compass has changed in a very significant way the last four years. In the last uh, four months, with that group chat. It's no, awesome. honestly, Pat, you are a completely different person during election years, I've realized. You think like, so? 2016, Pat, was one thing. And then 2017, 18, 19, Pat, was another thing. But now 2020, Pat, is 2016, Pat, again. That's fascinating. Yeah, I yeah, mean, I, I've noticed that for sure. Oh, it's a, I, I'm not even aware of that myself. I'll have to, I'll have to think on that. It's crazy seeing Pat go from anarcho-communist to South Park Republican. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't think I was ever a communist. I I I shun that word. I think I was probably a socialist more than anything else. But maybe because I'm for social program. I'm not like I wouldn't call myself as. I guess I wouldn't say I'm a socialist, but I am for social programs. I think they serve an important role in a first world nation. 
but I also I also believe in the sanctity of of our rights as Americans. You know what I mean? I think that uh, I think the founding fathers got a lot of things right when they wrote the Declaration of Independence and when they wrote, when they drafted the Constitution. And I think uh, I think that we would be remiss to to forget those those lessons that were learned. And I, people people forget that like uh, the men who wrote the Constitution uh, were highly educated, like like extremely well educated people. Um, and, uh, people forget they were men. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's, I, I don't know how, how relevant that is, but I think Justin, it's, if we could just like mute Ian's uh, track for this episode, no, I, I'm just, I'm trolling you <laughs> maybe, guys. I'm maybe, sorry. maybe they freak, maybe, maybe that's part of it though. Maybe we freak, maybe actually, I think you might've just stumbled onto something, uh, Ian, that uh, actually you might not intend to, but maybe we forget the fact that they were men, that they were just men. And by being men, they're, they're, they are not. They're not. We call them the founding fathers, right? We have them in this place of reverence. But, but how many of them were simp's, right? And if you introduce women into the equation, like they would have just been acting goofy. Yeah, I mean, like oh, how, how many of them? Fuck? How many of them? Like how many of them led very you know hypocritical lives? Like exactly. You, you know what I mean? Like exactly. they 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 might have you know like Thomas Jefferson may have been uh you know. Uphold, oh, he was to, the worst, bro. Yeah, well, so has, here's the thing, man. Like, as a high schooler, I was very fascinated by the Thomas Jefferson Alexander Hamilton rivalry of being like a a uh, federalist, you know, versus like someone who was much more for the uh, agrarian nature of 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 the plantation farmers or plantation owners. I yeah. should say I shouldn't call them farmers because they didn't farm shit, <laughs> but. Um, you know, it's anyway. My my point is just that, like, yeah, I guess maybe, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe like, you know, saying that we need to remember I mean, they are the founding fathers, but maybe we we need to remember that they were also just men, right? Like they're just as fallible, and their you know their uh, perception of the world is just as uh, you know as as flawed as as we are today. You know, bro, Ben Franklin was in that meeting. Ben Franklin got down with a lot of French chicks too. He was like, yeah, uh, he was a fucking degenerate. Yeah, oh for sure. Thomas Jefferson spent like uh, a lot of time in France too, doing similar stuff. Yep, he was. Um, they were men of the world, but uh, yeah, it's 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 pretty wild. We live in a wild time, man. And uh, I, I'm I'm kind of thrown for a loop about about my. Uh, my political leanings having a similar uh, cycle like. Uh, I don't know. It's kind of wild to me. I, I have to think about that. It's kind of throwing me for a loop. I'm not going to lie. There's been a couple times I was going to call you out on it, but I was like, ah, I'll let it go. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't mind being, I, I find, um, my more, my political moorings are not as, uh, not as stable as maybe someone like Tom or Jerry. Um, I, I wax ah. and wane, I, I wax and wane, you know, a little bit. And, uh, I disagree, man. Really? Well, I will, I, yeah. For well, for Tom at least. Wait, but talk talk my, about my, that more. What do we What do we mean? I my think Tom leanings uh, sway with my blood sugar count. Yes, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> how hungry I am definitely decides like how far left I am. That's a fact. <laughs> like eleven eleven forty five right before lunch, anarcho communist. Depend depends on how long you're waiting in the bread line. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> how long I'm waiting in the breadline determines how, how much of a communist I am. We 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 all know that blood alone moves the wheels of history, right? Like we're all aware Ooh. of that fact. Did you did you get that quote from your 
publicly funded college was... that you've been dumping no, on. No, I got that quote from watching watching many the, the Office ex- <laughs> like ex- an extreme amount of times, and that's the part where Dwight is tricked into uh, into into at, the, at this public speaking event, quoting a bunch of uh, famous dictators, and uh, he gets down on some Mussolini for a while. It's pretty. Fu- it's, pretty it's pretty funny. And he's, he's. I always thought it, I. I always thought it was Purell that uh, moved the wheels of history. Purell. Yeah, Purell. No, it's it's actually a terrible lubricant. Even though it looks like one, you can't really you can't grease the wheels <laughs> with Purell. I find it has a much more like degreasing uh, kind of uh, use than. Uh, it must be spermicidal, though, right? I mean, it's something sidal, You know, I get it's probably suicidal <laughs> if we put it up in you. So. But yeah, no, Tom. I, I think you're you're very grounded. Okay, I yeah, I I coming from coming from you. I'm trying to figure out what the slant is by that, but I, I don't know if I should say thank you or. <laughs> well, I was so yeah. did I, I? I was just saying my moorings. I feel like are a, a lot more fluid than Tom and Jerry. That's what I was. That's what I was meaning. Maybe I came off the wrong way there, but. See, um, I, I'm very. Like, there's one moment in time that stands out, and that was when you voted for Jay Gonzalez over Charlie Baker. Who, me? Mm-hmm. As governor. Yeah. Oh, okay. Pat. Yep. That, that was that's based the moment solely that stands on party out. line. Yeah. Yeah, exa- exactly. Yeah. And that's why I'm saying that, that you're just static rather than fluid. That's that's interesting. Um can I so full disclosure? I didn't really know much about either guy, and so I just right. You said for, that you, you said you don't for, know anything. Did you yeah. know that I voted for Baker Ian? Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, most people did. Yeah. I. I. You know what? That's the thing. Is like so part of the. I think part of the trap a lot of us get caught in is um, focusing so much on these huge like national races when the outcome of what they do. I mean, you know, this current event notwithstanding, like. Is has a lot less to do with what happens in our day to day life than what happens in, like, locally in our community, you know, like the the local politicians yeah. that we elect. And I'm I'm extremely guilty of not being well educated on our local politicians. And I, I well, so that yeah, that's the thing is is that I feel like um, in this time of I'm not going to call it like a crisis exactly, but you know, national emergency right mm-hmm. that's what it is a national yeah, emergency totally, totally. That we're in. i i would call this a i crisis. feel like this is a time to, yeah a crisis i guess it, it sounds weird to call it a crisis but you know a serious happening right that i feel like this is a time to put aside you know this sort of partisan i because i'm not you know i troll you guys a lot of, times of course with like taking the other side of an argument or whatever mm-hmm. but really i'm a lot more like disenchanted centrist i guess you'd call me mm-hmm. where I sort of see see through the the sort of partisan theatrics of it all, and and just want to feed. I feed on it. I enjoy it, right? Yeah. Like the 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 whole spectacle of it, the whole theatrics, and the, the you know playing people, getting people upset, whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, really, this is a time to sort of put that aside, right? The 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 sort of it's all a game, right? The the whole partisanship of it. 100%, it's like yeah. this is a time to just. You know, stop fucking around and just do shit right. Yeah, I just wonder if we're so far past the point of no return on that kind of fa- you know that kind of fact. You know, I um, I just I, I I worry too. I hope yeah, the I, Senate I, I, passes the sort of mini bailout bill for workers that got through the House. I think that's the biggest thing that we yeah. have to figure out right now because some people are going to get 
fucked if they're not able to work yes. for two months and they they can't they can't go to work. Yeah, dude, the market is paying real close attention to that. If that if that bill falls short, yeah. the market's going to tumble even further. Isn't it kind of weird though that we put so much stock? Like, excuse the pun here, but like we put so much stock in this stock market. Like it, I, I don't understand why that's considered so important to the average worker. It, like, oh, it's retirement. Well, it's I know not, the average worker now uh, doesn't the, fucking have a retirement fund, but like the right. people who are about to retire, most of their money's in the market. And if you see twenty percent, and they're the people most likely to vote. Wait, what's that? No, I. So they're, all right, I. I they're so, the people most likely to vote. The people who are closest to retirement. The closer you get to retirement, the higher your probability of being a voter is, which is why we put so much stock yeah, into. Yeah, it. I, I understand. So I guess what I'm saying is, is like, what does that say about a system where, like, the ability for our middle class to retire is based solely upon how well, how rich, like, the one percent are you, getting off? You want to? You want to hear a story? All right. Yeah. So I'm going to tell it anyway. Fuck you guys. Um, I said, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I didn't hear it. I didn't hear it. All right. So um, the school that I taught at, that I had like the really rough classes where I almost uh, I almost quit teaching at, um, had a teacher who was a year away from retirement, uh, actually put in their retirement papers, was, was all done. And the school called her back and said, listen, we, um, we haven't filled your position could you could you just stay on for one more year? It was 2008, and she came back oh. to teach. Stock market plummeted. Her retirement savings was slashed by so much. Had to teach another year to make up for it. That so sucks. that's like that's the real world. So what is that? <laughs> is this? That's that's Ian with some fucking deep pull shout out. I was hoping it was gonna be uh uh oh my god. I was I was hoping it was gonna be Onyx, but it wasn't Onyx. Sorry. I was trying to cue up the welcome back Connor music for Tom's story. No, it was it was like that's the real world we're living in, right? People like this is this is what people have to depend on for the rest of their life sitting in an account that just lost twenty percent of its value. Right. Oh, I have I have journeymen. I have journeymen who I work with who are like looking at I mean, they're not ready to retire yet, but they're getting close, you know, they're within a couple of years. And they are there's guys who have lost uh fifty to a hundred to one hundred fifty thousand dollars out of their out of their retirement. Like out of the value oh, of their retirement. Uh, it's wild. It's I'm I'm calling it now, it's probably gonna take us at least a year to uh, two years before we even get close to where we yeah. were before. Oh, yeah. So so anyway, my, my point was and maybe I don't know if this this is probably something that's unanswerable, but like I I wanna just circle back to it. It's like why why is the retire why is like the ability for the middle class to retire based uh maybe not based on, but why is it anchored by like how well the stock market does. It, it, shouldn't there be a better way for people to retire other than the whims of like of the stock market? It's kind of crazy. Like public, that, like, public pensions. Uh, yes. You you mean no? You mean like single socialism, payer. like socialism, Pat. Yes. Like single payer way. social security accounts. I I don't know. Like I, again, I'm not like super well versed in like the way that that stuff works and and you know say what you will. I don't really know a ton about it, but it. To me, it's just wild that like we base our ability to retire as a middle as middle class people on how the stock market does. It just seems like a bad, it just seems like a bad system. Like it's set up to fail. It just, it seems like it's made to, 
And like the only thing that reinforces it is the fact that we want to retire. So we are forced to prop up this bad system that that just doesn't work for the average American. You know Do we want to talk about well, we're not forced the Fed and conspiracy well, theories? It's that unless you want to work till you die, right? Like, well, no, I'm saying that like you have agency. It's just like by default you end up in the market, unless mm-hmm. like depending on where what company you're with and okay, if you have Vanguard or whoever you have. Yes, but like, so that what, that's just like that's just like what is the that is the much in the way that like when I got out of, out of high school, the the norm was to go to college, like go to a four year college right out of high school. Like the norm for like the average American right now is to put your money into a four one k, right? That's like just tied to the stock market. That's tied to the stock market, yeah. 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 Well, so it just seems like we shouldn't be. I don't know. It just seems to me like you need to invest it in something because of inflation. Like, right? People think that oh, you want to keep your money safe, stuff it in a mattress and and sleep on it. It's like no, you lose money that way to inflation. Every year, inflation is usually pegged at around two percent. So every year, a dollar is worth two percent than it was less than it was the year before. Right. So if you don't invest your money and you don't earn a return on your money, you can't it makes it that much harder to save for retirement because you're fighting an uphill battle. Hmm. Yes. That's why you invest retirement savings because that way you can actually earn a return on them to not only keep up with inflation but hopefully outpace inflation. Do you Jerry, yeah. do you think that like like my generation Gen X and the millennials and all of that Everybody's sort of down. Your generation. Do you do you think that everybody's just fucked for retirement? <laughs> like nobody's able yeah. to buy a house now, let alone save for retirement. It's yeah. Do, do you see that on your end that everybody's just sort of going to be fucked? Yeah, uh, we definitely. I mean, I wouldn't say like completely fucked, but I think retirement, like right now, full retirement age for Social Security, like like if you hold it out to the very latest is 67 years old, I think we're probably going to end up having to push that back 10 years, you know, one, because life expectancies are getting longer, but also just because they're not, they're going down. Yeah. Well, (laughs) now, now, now they're going down. They were going up, but anyways, yeah. From, from that perspective, um, people who, who graduated college or high school, uh, during the financial crisis are, I, I think it's like, I want to say it's 12 or 15 years behind their peers as far as like where they should be. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we, like, I think once all the baby boomers die off, we are going to see a lot of changes just because of just how fucked our generation really is. Have you guys seen Ex Machina? Yes, Joe Rogan. <laughs> no, um, guys, ever done DMT? <laughs> no, no, but have you ever seen? I was, just, I just said that for Ian. Have you guys ever seen um, uh, Altered Carbon? Yes. Do you think that- I, I saw four episodes and I was like, this story is awful, bro? Yeah. You guys st- stick with it. Trust me, stick with it. Do you feel like we're moving towards that kind of society where, like, you have the this? I don't know. I don't remember what they call the the meths. That are essentially like yeah. these uh, almost godlike uh, members of society that are essentially immortal with you know every ounce of power and money you can possibly afford, like basically above the law. And then you have everyone else just scrounging, like clawing at each other for the scraps. Is that where we're at right now? Do you guys feel like I that's what? So. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I we we are getting we are getting closer and closer. It feels like, but yeah, I mean that's that's not just altered carbon. That's like. 
90% of dystopian sci-fi futures yeah. where uh, like corporations replace governments. Yeah. 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 It's I watched V for Vendetta again the other day and I was like, oh, oh so this is what this is the world we're living in now. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, I didn't I realize this is like a I watched... fucking Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, I thought you were going to say like I watched V for Vendetta the other day and I forgot it wasn't real. <laughs> it's uh, late stage capitalism, right, Jerry? Late stage capitalism. Can, can someone explain that to me? I always see like these late stage capital. Do you mean just just mean capitalism as we are now? Is like that you know, so, late stage like like so cancer in, or whatever. In yeah, well that too, but it comes from like in actual like Marxist theory, communism is the natural progression of capitalism. When capitalism grows to such an extent that it's it just collapses upon itself. So late stage Cognitive. capitalism was like the dying throes of a capitalist society. Right, right. Exactly. And then from there socialism and communism would spring up. Unfortunately in like 1917 the Russian Revolution happened and they basically just skipped over late stage uh capitalism and went straight into communism, which is what a lot of communist scholars argue is the reason why communism failed they weren't ready for oh it's it. definitely not because a, a central government there's no way a central government can control the needs and wants of every human that's in their society it's not because no, of course it's not. not because the system is flawed it's because they just fucking started it too early oh. the point. <laughs> <laughs> but that is that is in it of the theory you know you need actual late stage shit capitalism to happen that's- in order to get the rebirth of society and have a more, you know, ideally socialistic. That, so that's uh, man. I if do you have a good book about that? That's fascinating to me. That that <laughs> yeah. That it's I, called the it's called the Communist yeah. Manifesto. No, no, no. I mean, I mean an actual book. <laughs> I mean like an, like a like um. I don't want the ravings of a madman. I want like a a real like study <laughs> on it because what's fascinating about that to me is like it's like. Mm, it's like the it's like that guy who like wanted to start a dot com wanted to start like an app and it's like oh you know what we were just before our time the market wasn't ready for us and it definitely has, doesn't have anything to do with like our shitty design it's like oh the the world just wasn't ready for uh for marxism dot dot net like we just need to wait we need to wait for something else to fail first and then then it'll be our time that's just a fascinating take from a bunch of losers it's awesome oh Ooh. Jesus. I just can't. Yeah. Think, I can't think of a better way to like. I can't, I can't think of a better way to explain away your failures uh, than than just say, "Oh, we were just before our time." That's that's amazing to me. I want. I would. I want. I'm glad this is recorded so I can play it back when uh, the entire economy is collapsed and our hospitals are overrun. That, hey, th- <laughs> listen. That has nothing to do with capitalism. That has everything to do with robber barons that have destroyed our our, our country. Which is it's how, the same like, thing. Hold on. You just said that has nothing to do with co- capitalism. It has to do with robber barons, the quote unquote mascots <laughs> of capitalism. So I understand. I understand what you're saying. Uh, I I understand how that can seem. Uh, you know that can seem a little. Uh, uh, am I at a Trump rally? Am I at a Trump rally? <laughs> no, you're right far now? from. Like, am I am I getting gaslit? The only red hat. Gaslighting? The only red hat I wear. Okay, is the red New York Yankees hat backwards, like Fred Durst, my all time hero, wears. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, he was actually uh, anyway. Uh, Pat, I was no, a much bigger is, like, fan of you before this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I think I think Tom? I think the limp biscuit comment just pushed it over. We're like, I was good, I was good you- up until that, and just, just I can't I can't do it anymore. I'm sorry. Oh, Tom, you want to talk about free will? Oh no, no, we're not. Nope, we're not going to go there. 
What, that it doesn't exist? It's just, yep, doesn't exist. You don't know it that. doesn't exist, but it doesn't exist. No, we're di- no, that. I'm not getting into this again. No. I, I think, yeah, I believe that free will doesn't exist. I can see that being a reality. Anyway, my point is, is that, like, the problem isn't capitalism. The problem is humans. You know what I'm saying? So why, like, why do we what, punish why, people? Why is that an excuse for capitalism, but it's not an excuse for communism? Oh, it's definitely because an excuse. literally... No, no, no. <laughs> the, the excuse for communism is that it's a flawed system, right? No, communism is the perfect system on paper. It's unfortunate that real world doesn't work on paper. It's like, yes, obviously the best solution is everyone shares resources and distributes them yeah, just for like, the maximum just, good of the It only like, works if you it have a It just doesn't enemy. work. Like, like, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not a communist. Like, I don't actually subscribe to it because I know that human nature gets in the way. Like, communism is the best method for computers. So any, computers anything, are great at communism. Any system that and requires... Any system that requ- so here's my here's my here's my thought on that. Any system that requires an author- an authoritarian government to enforce it is never going to work. That's the problem with communism. I mean, it's worked for the other ninety percent of human history. What has? What authoritarian governments? Authoritarian governments have like worked authoritarian- for. Hey, what do you mean by worked for? You mean like trampled, like you trampled, know, slavery like, and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, is that like, is that what works? Because yeah, capitalism, yeah, ninety percent of the population. Yeah. Capitalism's gone so good. Capitalism's gone so. I mean, good. Hey, Jerry, we live longer, I mean, right? Dude, we have we've never had so much food available to us. We've never had the so global many. poverty rate is below twenty percent yeah. when it was over eighty percent. People have hundred. People have. You have to understand, like people have more now than they've ever had. Like uh, uh, well, on that, sc- scale, isn't scale that just the, the entire world? Jerry? Do you have a isn't flat screen TV, Jerry? Do you have a flat screen TV? Isn't that just? I actually just ordered one on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I gotta, I gotta boost those shares up, guys. Oh, I love it. Yo, can we can, can we know, give a shout awesome. out to the fucking delivery drivers for Amazon and the warehouse yeah. workers that are going to keep this how, country how going for the next they, four months? How, how much longer are they going to be able to operate, though? I was I was thinking about that because I'm so all right. So can I say one of the biggest tragedies of this of this outbreak of this virus is the fact that like I probably can't go to my gym anymore for at least a few months, and I'm pr- I'm pretty bummed about that. And like the running part, obviously I can do outside, but like listen, man, I'm trying to stay swole like in this. It's actually these, great for my Twitter timeline. I'm trying to stay swole in these tw- in these trying times, and like so I'm going to order some kettlebells from. Uh, from Amazon, but I'm like they're not they're not gonna get here till Saturday, and I'm wondering if that's because they're heavy, or if it's because like they are bogged down with the amount of either orders they're getting or people who can't show up to work. I think it's more the amount of orders right now, because yeah. we've been we've yeah. been doing most of our ordering through Amazon, and like things that we would get in a day are now taking about a week. But yeah, I gotta wait. I gotta wait three days for my double ended dildo, and I'm really upset about that, guys. Dude, how else you am I talk I both my ass and my mouth. At the you same talk. Time? It's hilarious how you guys are so far left, but I'm the only one who doesn't order from Amazon. You cut out. You were prepped with a double ended dildo. Oh. Is that what you were saying? <laughs> Me? No, go, go do it again. <laughs> go I, I feel like that was a fire comment go. coming from from Ian, and we lost it. No, I'm saying you guys, you guys are all far left, but I'm the only one who would never order from Amazon. <laughs> oh yeah, that's probably that's yeah, that's true. I mean, yeah. If anything, like we should be, we should be at Amazon's door with pitchforks. Uh, cl- yeah, claiming like that I would just never, I would never order from Amazon in the the last day of my life. I would just go to local businesses Damn. or order from like small businesses or whatever. Like Amazon is the worst thing that could possibly happen in this country. Oh, man, I have such conflicting feelings about that though. So so philosoph like on a philosophical level, bah. 
<laughs> Dude, I've been it's drinking, all right, Tom. You're, drinking, not, you're not English drinking teacher, right? Heavily. Um, on like a theory level, I agree with you, but on <laughs> you just gave up on the word and just went with another word. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Phil- philosophical. Yes, yeah. Philosophical. That, that word. I agree I with you, but, love you, but man, have you ever had prime delivery? Like where no. you just oh, just try it once. I've just had try, prime for just, years, just and try it's been it like... once for free, and then so you guys are the you guys are the problem. No, you're 100 percent right. That that's the issue, though, right? It's like. So that's that's interesting, Ian. So how much do you believe in like free trade agreements and stuff? Because isn't Amazon like it's just a, the free? A, isn't Amazon just like the free trade agreement of yeah? Of, like we our have local free, economies. I'm not like hundred percent free market. Guy. Wait, oh, all right, explain that. Okay, rationale? all right. So in free trade, right? The idea in like in like say we're talking about macro, I understood. Say macroeconomics, right? Free trade is like well, listen, and I'm going to say that this is extremely simplified. Like the U.S. is best at making, say, medical devices, and Canada is the best at making Christmas trees, and Mexico is the best at making <laughs> avocados, right? <laughs> so it doesn't make or tequila. Let's make this a little bit more lively. Let's say Mexico is best at making tequila, what? right? So like, <laughs> let's say, let's say, what's up? What's up with tequila? Let's go cocaine. Fuck full, yeah! Full like they're the best at making cocaine, right? They're the best best cocaine on the block. It doesn't make sense for the U.S. to. Uh, reduce the amount, reduces efficiencies and make cocaine and Christmas trees. What makes the most sense is for them to make as many medical devices as they can and trade freely with Canada and Mexico, who are both also uh, maximizing their efficiencies and making the most Christmas trees and cocaine as possible. So in fr- the, yeah. the theory, the macroeconomic theory of free trade is that like when everyone is producing what they are best suited to produce, it raises like the, it raises the, um, the trading power of all of all uh, co- countries combined. You know, does that make sense? And what I think what you're looking for is that the enlightened self-interest principle, where everyone's acting in their best interest, yeah. right? Yeah. So, like, for you to order off Amazon is cheaper than to order from somewhere else, and you know, if you're acting in your best self-interest, it's the best for the market, right? Is is that the principle you're looking for? Essentially, yes. Like if I'm I'm ordering from the from the thing that is the most efi- it has the most efficient delivery method. It costs me the right. least amount of money. It is the most efficient delivery method, and yeah, that's that's essentially what I'm talking about. It's like the Amazon is like the free. It's like the company that's taking you know like it's like the free trade market for our local economies. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I see. I'm not like free trade and cap guy mm-hmm. at all. Gotcha. Like I think that Amazon should be broken up absolutely. Yeah. Like I, I've I've really sort of shifted in my beliefs in the past three years, I guess I would say. Mm-hmm. I'm a lot less lib right now, wow. I would say. Interesting. Where I, I really don't believe that there's anything uh well, I I really love AWS, but I don't think that Amazon should be allowed to compete in all the markets it's competing in. Hmm. Interesting. Man, this has been this is the longest episode we've had in a while, Jerry. I know. I kind of feel bad for Justin. <laughs> I feel bad right. for Justin for having to edit out that click 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 from Tom's keyboard. <laughs> yo, yo, you with the fucking click 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 from whatever you do, go fuck yourself. Okay, this is the most. Uh, 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 you know, ending hostilities aside, this is the most fun I've had at a podcast. I feel bad for the listeners. A long, long time. I feel bad for the listeners. You know what? You know what I'm I saying? Like, what be, the there are going to be some like informed this one, no magic. <laughs> that listen to this episode that they're like, "What the fuck are they all saying?" Dude, 
I think I think that this might be our most popular episode of all time. We're titling <laughs> this one "No Magic." <laughs> yeah, like no. Yeah, this is this is this is all right. You know what this is? This is no magic, all gathering. You know what I'm saying? Like everyone right now is saying you can play magic, but there can be no gathering. This is all about the gathering with no magic. I had I had one thing I wanted to talk about, and it was Michelle's response to all this, and I forgot all about it. Oh, let's talk about it. We got time. She asked me yesterday if I think magic will survive the Ooh. coronavirus. Wow, really? Is this the biggest test? Like, this is like the most antisocial thing that's come up since the inception of magic, right? Well, I feel like is this what like causes Arena to take over paper? I mean, it's got to be MTGO and Arena have to be doing exceptionally well right now, right? Yeah, I've got to say maybe so not like every event. maybe not yet, but in the coming weeks, perhaps. Like everything yeah. from F and M to GPs have been canceled. Yeah, that's yeah, a that's a I, good question, man. Like, do we think I was in Etsy yesterday, and it, you know how there's like the long tables? Yeah, traditionally, yeah. there were eight individual tables, Whoa. and that's it. Whoa. Like nobody can sit next to each other. There's just like one table here, one table like you know eight feet away from it, one table eight feet away from that. Like there were wow. just a few individual tables, and you know there was like maybe a decent number of people in the store, but it was just such a different thing. It was so shocking. Damn. And it, it's really, it's really scary for people who are meeting up in well, paper to play this game, right? Yeah, but like also, like we have to remember, like the all of our social set, all of our social scenarios are being put on pause right now. Like, like we can't go to watch a Patriots game together. Like uh, ostensibly in the fall, right? Like, or we certainly can't go watch uh, a basketball game right now. Like, we can't go watch you. Right. We can't go watch UConn women's uh, basketball. Like, just hoop it up, which is a huge bummer. You know, <laughs> World of Warcraft is doing fine. Yeah, the biggest winners of this are online video games. Eve has never seen such uh, such high concentrations of players. It's crazy. That's wild. That's wild. Uh, I think Magic will be fine because of you know Magic Online and Arena, but I do worry a lot about LGSs. So, Dude, yeah, like, like is this going to be the culling of like our LGSs? I mean, I think Wizards, so. I think at least fifty percent. Wizards was already like really clamping down on clamping LGS down. profitability. Fucking out, yeah, they've like, just been cl- fucking fucking them wholesale. You're it's, absolutely it's not right. Even, I can't even call it clamping down. They have just been bending them over and fucking no lubing them for so long now. It's terrible. You talk about lube a lot, but I agree with you. Yeah. Bro, they're selling fetch lands straight up. Yeah, like but those they're are actually doing those it. are available through the LGS though, right? Like the other secret layers haven't been available. Oh really? I think so. Wait, they're okay. selling they're selling fetch lands? Yeah, the yeah, secret bro, layer. Like as of yesterday. Uh, there's a secret layer fetch yes. lands. I totally missed this. Yeah. yeah. $150, five fetch lands, yep. enemy colors. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't know, man. Yeah. It's going to be... Support your LGS, guys. Like, if you haven't been quarantined yet, you know, if you're healthy, go... Buy, buy, buy I've even heard, like, buy gift cards. Yeah. Yeah, but buy gift cards, buy a couple packs, like, help your LGSs out if you want to still be playing at them after this is all yeah. over. I feel like we all, like, had, like, a more sobering moment when we realized that Wizards of the Coast was selling packs of fetch lands, then we were talking about the coronavirus. That's Probably. like, that's that's crazy. <laughs> we're like, oh shit, they're selling fetch lands, and then it was silent for like 15 seconds, <laughs> where we're all like happily discussing this virus is going to keep us in our homes for half a year. 
Well, like I can think of, I mean, if, if they put a pause on mortgages and, and just like, and monthly bills in general, spending like a couple months at home with my family when like my wife and I have been working like crazy for the last, you know, eight years or so to provide for the kids. I can think of worse situations to be in. Like if we're living in America and I basically get like two months of paid vacation, like that's almost like living in Norway, which is where I want to actually live. You know, like that sounds great to me. So, um, you know, as long as we can keep everyone, it's like, it's cozy as fuck, right? A a socialist country. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like, you know, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like, you know, uh, if, 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 if we're able to keep everyone healthy and like, I think that, some of these lockdown measures, while they seem a little bit draconian, like they, I, I hate to even say this, Jerry's going to fucking, you're going to skewer me for this, Jerry, but um, like it's worked for China. Like these are like serious draconian measures. Like China has done a great, I mean, they really have, like they've done a great job of like stopping this spread of this virus, right? Like maybe that's, you know, maybe those kind of measures are what we need out of our federal gov- and state governments right now. And maybe that's what's going to stop the spread of this virus. And like, if we keeps everyone healthy and people aren't losing their homes and their businesses over this and like we just put the economy on pause and we just fucking get by for a couple of months, like I'm okay with that. If we keep our people safe, we keep our kids alive, we keep, you know, our family healthy, um, and we're able to just buckle down and, and get through it as a society, like I'm okay with that. And uh, you know, and we we're gonna come out the other end, hopefully with a better perspective on what it means to be a human, what it means to be a person and, and a part of, um, you know, we're all just tr- people trying to get by, man. You know, I think that um, rich people can get sick, poor people can get sick, you know. I mean, we don't all have the same access to health care, but that's another issue. Um, but I, I think it's, you know, I think it's, I don't know. I, ho- I just hope that we get through it in the right way, man. That's all. I know I joke a lot about fucking stocking yeah. up bullets and stuff, but, like, I, I hope that we're able to, like, our hope aren't, we're, we have the presence of mind to help our neighbors and, and, and people in need and get through it together, you know? It is pretty cozy, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it would be nice if this is the wake-up call that causes people to just realize how close to the brink our entire system is on. Yeah. Yeah, That no, no joke. I mean, you're, you're absolutely right. This is a good place to wrap it, so I feel bad continuing. But no, I, I... We've used... We've we've eaten so much of our. This is something Biden said last night, I believe. Like we've eaten so much of our corn seed or something, like like our seed for the next crop or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seed what's that stock. called? Yeah, thank you. That's not the word, but something like that. Like we've eaten it all, right? Like we don't have any bullets left in the chamber, right? Yeah. And that that's sort of how we are. We're just like redlining all the time, man. And it's not good. Yeah, you're right, dude. You're right. Like I. I long for the days where like a tan suit was the biggest create was the biggest news story of the year, you know, like, um, and like just even away from politics, like I just, I don't know, just a complicit media. We're living, we're just live, we're living in a time where like we like the, the world is literally the best off it's ever been, but the messages that we're give that we're sending to each other and the way that we're talking with each other makes it feel like we are in the end times and like. It's just not that's just not the case like that. We're just we're not living in the end times. We just want to believe that we are because that's what that's what sells. And like at some you point, think the like, world is in the best place it's been right now. Y- yes, it is. Yes. Objectively speaking, yes. there's there's less poverty. There's less hunger. There's less disease. Tom, you need to understand the world is a global thing. Yeah, there's less murders like it's it's <laughs> it, it. The world is literally a safer place 
than it was when we when we grew up. It's literally twice as safe as 30 years yeah. ago. I, I'm saying if we're talking about maybe September, sure. <laughs> I think that if you're talking about literally today, saying Dude, the even, world many, is in a better place it, than it's I been mean, ever is fucking idiotic. I'm I mean, sorry. Like, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just... Uh, no, I'm, I'm with yeah. Tom with the, on this one. <laughs> yeah, I, I, mean, I love, I love I, you all, wh- but that's fucking stupid. Why is that? Why? Because we're literally facing a global health crisis that we haven't seen in a hundred years. And to say today, this is the best the world has ever been is, it's it's not in my vocabulary to describe how stupid that is. <laughs> also. Uh- in the face of this global pandemic that we haven't seen the likes of in a hundred years, we're realizing just how ill prepared we are on so many different levels. Yeah, that's all true. I'm not, I don't disagree with that. I mean, you realize that we're still at like one tenth the, the level of deaths of swine flu, right? Yeah. Because it's just starting. Like, right. No, I agree. I agree with you on that. I'm just saying like in terms of the impact right now, like we can say that this is going to get worse, but then we're talking about a time in the future, right? So, like, I I agree. This is this is bad. And it's going to be worse. It's going to be bad. But I I think that the point that Pat was trying to make was that compared to 1991, you know, 2018 was such a better year globally. Yeah, that's all. I'm not saying it's perfect, and I'm not. I'm just saying like, I'm saying part part of the the ills that we have as a society is like what we are being force fed every day via the internet and social and like in the news and like trying to tell us how bad things are. You know what I mean? Saying when like things aren't as bad as they want us, they want us to believe that's all. I understand yeah. things are shitty. I'm, I understand we're on a, we're in a crisis mode right now. I like, think, I think you take out, I think you take out that specific event and I 100% agree with you. Absolutely. Yeah. I just think it that all it just leads to very dangerous thinking because there's a lot of people out there who are like purposely not doing things. They're like purpose they're pers- purposefully like still going to restaurants, still going to work, even if they're sick. Like they're just like being stubborn and they think their stubbornness will protect. Complaining them that their gym is closed. Yeah, like there was. You there understand, was a, like this is was, mostly satire, right? That comes out of me, Tom. Like I know, no. There was that, there was that Fox. That, there was that Fox News host who got who got fired because she was pushing the claim that the coronavirus was a uh, scheme by the Democrats to get Trump impeached. What? Like, yeah. This. Oh yeah, you didn't see that. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I had somebody who was in my raid whisper me and say that they thought that the coronavirus was the Democrats' fault. And that they weren't going to talk about it because we have a no politics rule. And I was like, my opinion of you just dropped a lot, but I'm going to ignore the fact that you think that. Um, let's kill this dragon. Yeah. Anyway, we're all trying to we're all chasing the dragon, man. Trying it's, to wrangle it's it. Pretty base. Trying to wrangle it down. This is. Can I Stop say it. though? Like, I have a very hard. Jerry knows about this. I wake up early in the morning. I have a very hard and fast rule about being done in this podcast by nine thirty, like nine forty five at the latest. <laughs> I will legit I will legit say text Jerry and be like, Hey man, you got like five minutes and I'm leaving. And um I don't even want to hang up this call, man. I've had more fun on this call than I've had in 
I can't tell you how long. Like this has been the most enjoyable evening I've had with Jerry in in a long, long time. And I want to thank I want to thank Ian and I want to thank Tom for coming on and um and shooting the shit with us and being very little about magic and more and more about uh well I don't know whatever comes to our minds and like and it's been fantastic and I hope I hope if people have stuck around and listened they've got some entertainment out of it and if not that's that's okay too because. I mean, I'm all, I'm doing this for me. This one, this one was for me, and I just I want to thank you guys. And you guys are, I consider you guys some of my closest friends, and I really do. I really love talking to you guys, and and um, I really appreciate you taking the time and hanging out with with us. And and I love you guys, and I really hope that you know that you guys stay safe and your family stay safe. And and um, and you know, if you need help, don't don't hesitate to shout and uh, and let me know, and I'll do what I can for you guys. Yeah, we likewise, brother. Yeah, we what like you guys were one of the main reasons that we we actually started doing the our podcast, and I I don't know, like I, I had a blast talking tonight, and I know that everybody's going to be listening to me half a bottle of Crown Deep, going like <laughs> this man, this man is a professional that works with kids, but I <laughs> yeah, but I not had tomorrow, <laughs> yeah, well, uh, yep, it's a good thing nobody listens. <laughs> make sure your guns are clean that's all i'm gonna say hey there are many like it but this one is mine <laughs> i'm gonna say stock your cabinets with pasta that is my practical advice for you guys <laughs> i bought i bought a case of beefaroni from a restaurant supply company oh. i'm not even i'm not even kidding <laughs> I, it's getting it's getting shipped right it's, now so like, one last one like last thing actual chef boyardee one last thing um, oh yeah uh, I was, I bet, so my, my gym is right next to the grocery store that we go to and our last peephole order from Saturday, like we got most of our stuff, but they didn't get any of the meats that we had cause they were just wiped out of meats at that store. So I'm like Sunday, I'm like, all right, I'm just gonna stop by Hannaford and see what they have for meats. And long story short, I got all the stuff that we needed for the week or whatever. But, um, so I'm waiting in line. I got like a bunch of meat and like a couple other things in my basket. And this guy behind me in line is like, he's prepping for the dumbest doomsday of all time because he's got like three <laughs> cases of water, about 20 Powerades and the largest <laughs> bag of pepperoni I've ever seen. And that's it. That is it. <laughs> so like, he is like, he's either like just making a bunch of pizza and like having a pizza party or he, he's going on like the most epic <laughs> fuck session of all time. But, uh, it was, <laughs> I'm not kidding. If this, this must have been at least a five pound bag of pepperoni. I've never seen anything like it in my life. I didn't know pepperoni came with this kind of quantity. Otherwise, I would have been buying it a long time like ago. Cos- uh, are you at Costco? Yeah. No, no, no. This like, was at a Hannaford's. <laughs> this is like this is a Hannaford normal grocery sells store. Five pound bags of pepperoni. Okay. Yeah, it was. Uh, right. It was. It was impressive. So shout out, shout out to him. Are you sure it wasn't? Are you sure it wasn't pepperoni? Like it wasn't like dog Dude, treats? I mean, yeah. no. This is this is like pepperoni. This is like the red. Hor- like bag of I don't know if it's Hormel or something like that. This was I thought you were gonna say horse cock. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is oh this is sliced pepperoni too. By the way, this was just this just was this wasn't a pepperoni stick, which like maybe maybe he's also on the three day you know three or four day delivery on the double ended dildo thing. He's trying to get around that. This was like a bag of sliced pepperoni. So uh, yeah, shout out to him, man. He knows what he's about. He knows what he's re- he's he's ready. He's ready for the end. So um, but yeah, so. Um, I guess I'll just say it one more time. Thanks so much for coming on, guys. And um, we hope all the all you listeners out there enjoy this episode. And uh, maybe you learned a little something. Or maybe you just decided to just not ever listen to me again, which is uh, certainly a, a possible scenario. But, um, you know, we love you guys. We, we appreciate you all. And uh, 
and we'll catch you guys next week. We'll keep these coming out as long as we can. If you're looking for looking for more red pills, hit up the dead format. Hell yeah. Oh yeah. If like Podcast. if you want actual legacy content where two people who know what they're talking about wax poetic about the format. Um I, I the dead format is one of the shows that I listen to every week. Um, I've, I've actually called, Thanks. that means a lot, man. That, that really I've does. We're, we're basically podcasting for you. I, I appreciate it. I mean, to be completely honest, I have called every other legacy podcast for my podcast feed with the exception of the dead format. Cause you guys, are the only other podcast out, like about magic that I listen to. So, um, I, I love you guys. I think you guys do a great job and I, I, I really, I can't stress enough how like important, uh, your podcast is to like how connected I feel to the format. So. It means a lot, bro. I appreciate Thank you guys. Um, all right. Well, I guess that's going to be it for us. Not doing poops. Nah. I want to get out of here like they do. <laughs> I, want, right. I want the outro music. I want the dead format outro music from Justin. He can do that, right? All right. Well, what's our, what's our fact of the episode for Justin? Um, I don't know. He thought he was getting a sincere fact from me last you, week. And then you he, know, I, 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 want, I want him to research... This, how many sheets of toilet paper on average does it take the average person to wipe? That's I want to know this. Ooh, is it two ply or a single ply? Two, two double ply. Okay, number of squares that the average person uses from start to finish. Because I know that like I'm way over forty six. But yeah, forty six. Forty. Yeah. So that I'm I'm in that <laughs> same range, right? Six. Like, Dude, I do the I do the mummy wrap. I do the mummy. You wrap. wrapped your whole hand. What? <laughs> do you go up to the elbow? <laughs> no, you just. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta poke yeah. a hole in the middle. Yes, thank you. You need one sheet. I learned that from my uncle, who was in the who was a lifelong what army. F- no army guy. Yeah, no. what? One sheet. One, what? One square. You, one square. You're you're playing with yourself if you use Bro, one, one square. You, listen, what? one square. I'll teach you guys next time we're together, but. Use one square. You poke your whole. <laughs> you poke your hole through the middle. You poke your finger through the middle. Exactly. And I'll let you guys figure out the rest yourselves. What the fuck are you talking about? In an average household, the average roll of toilet paper lasts approximately five days. Consumers use approximately eight, nine sheets of paper per toilet use. We use an average of fifty-seven sheets of toilet paper a day. 7% of Americans steal rolls of toilet paper in hotels or motels. No, he's got it. I'm like, I'm I know, like, I, I'm I like honestly 12, don't understand how that 12 works. sheets. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you poke a hole in the middle? Why do you think, Jerry? <laughs> I honestly don't Jerry, know. Jerry, right, imagine this. You have, this, <laughs> you have one. Sc- All right. T- you have a piece of paper handy? All yeah. right. Take a piece of paper. Okay. <laughs> Hold it, hold it so it's uh, it's it's perpendicular to the uh, uh, parallel to the floor. Okay, you're, you're sitting down. I I imagine right now you don't have a standing desk, right? No, no. All right, so desk. now poke your finger from the underneath up your middle your finger, middle finger or index. I prefer index, but you know, up through the middle of the paper, okay. so it's pointing okay. towards the ceiling. But why you do you don't. need to put a Let hole? Let me finish. In it. Now imagine you wiping your ass with that. Why that I I just get shit on my yeah, finger. And what do you think the, what do you think I the rest this? of the tissue is for? Whoop. Slide it off, baby. Done. Uh-huh. Donezo. Jerry, you're living in a post-apocalyptic world now. You need to learn these things. Uh, this is why the coronavirus is spreading. You guys are fucking <laughs> savages. <laughs> get on our level. <laughs> Uh, this is why bite it sales are. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Jack. 
I I have one. I cleaned it last week and I shot myself in the chest with it accidentally because I Wait, thought what? I ha- I thought I had it on cleaning mode <laughs> and I turned it on thought... shoot mode and it fucking hit me right in the chest. What are you talking about? <laughs> what is he talking, are you talking about? about? A bidet? Did... Yeah. <laughs> Oh. I think I'm with a gun, but then I realized you're not dead, oh, so it must be a bidet. Junior Seau. Dude, I saw... No! Oh my god. No! I thought you were going Junior Seau mode, bro. Tom, we're talk- you can't talk about the post-apocalyptic world and then say how you shot yourself in the chest with a bidet. That doesn't, that doesn't drop that way, bro. God, late-stage capitalism sucks. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay, right, I can it. breathe. I'm done. I, can, I'm I done. can breathe again. That's it. We can't get any better than that. <laughs> All right, Justin, wrap it. I thought you were going to say horse cock. <laughs>